Has the aftermath of the seventh umbral calamity got you down? Do you work all day and feel like you just stopped gaining life experience by lunchtime? Do you have memories of walking around in a bland environment that looks like it was copied to the same map over and over again? Do you wake up and feel like you're in a different Eorzea? You may be suffering from a condition called 1.0 Stress Disorder, a recognized medical condition. You are not alone. Hundreds of Warriors of Light suffer from 1.0 Stress Disorder, but there's hope around the corner. But at the Scion of the Seventh Dawn Treatment Facility, our trained staff will help you become a productive Warrior of Light again. Five more levels. Just five more levels. Just five more levels. No, it's okay. Look. See? There's a guy with a fiery exclamation point over his head. He will help you out. You mean I don't have to wander around aimlessly looking for monsters to kill or bear asses to collect? Of course not. You've got plenty of stuff to do now. Well, I think I'm ready to take on the Empire now. Thanks, Scions. That's what we do? Damn trouble, you silly warrior of light. I'm gonna make a difference in the world. Now to find my chocobo and... No. Oh god, no. It found me. I thought I escaped you. What are you... <laughs> Why did he run away screaming from a flower pot? Ask your doctor if Scions of the Seventh Dawn Treatment Facility is right for you. Warning, side effects may include fatigue, malnourishment, and a reduction in social activity. In some cases, severe carpal tunnel developed in 50% of patients. If you experience any rage at other words of light, please seek your management immediately. The treatment facility is now responsible for any flower pot hallucinations. The flower pot will not harm you. All glory to the flower pot. In the early 2000s, Kelly Ryan and Matt Mason were sent to Backlog Prison for the crime of owning too many games. These RP gamers promptly escaped with help from their staff to the internet underground. Today, still drowning in unplayed games, they survive as podcasters with no fortune. If you have a backlog, if no one else can help, well, you've already found them. It's our A-Team of RPG Backlog. Welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs, where a production of RPGamer.com bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG Cast, your weekly news show, Q&A Quest, your weekly feedback show, and we're your bi-weekly nostalgia show. I'm your host, Kelly Ryan. My uh, podcast partner in crime is still on vacation. He will be back next week. Um a little bit of a scheduling snafu there. Um, not nothing to worry about. You basically get it. You had uh, two weeks off of backtrack last week, and then you're going to get two weeks of backtrack back to back, and then we'll be back to your regularly scheduled uh, biweekly nostalgia. Anyway, we are here to talk about Final Fantasy XIV, and I, I've got a couple of uh, lovely people to to come talk with me about XIV. Um, back from uh, our recent RPG Backtrack graduate, uh, Philip Willis. Salutations, felicitations, and jubilations. My name is Phil Willis, a.k.a. JC Servant, the Utah Polygamist with RPGamer.com, your source for news, reviews, and home to the best gaming community on the net. Oh, it's it's good to see you again, man. The, uh, show, the show's been great. Everyone's having a good time. Yes, yes, indeed. I, I wouldn't be here talking right now without you, Phil. So I, it's great. I still get plenty of people who like stop by and goes, oh, man, uh, you know, I, I didn't know what happened here to backtrack or I miss your backtrack or whatever. 
like I'm still with RP Gamer. I still have the same Twitter handle. I'm still around. I'm just streaming. Yeah, just doing a different thing. It's perfect. Doing a different thing. So for those people listening who's like, whatever happened to Phil? I stream uh, pretty much five nights a week, sometimes more, over at twitch.tv forward slash RP Gamer. And we play all kinds of RPGs right now. JRPG July, we're playing, uh, I'm playing Dragon Quest XI-S and having a good time with that, along with Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. So a lot of JRPG and going on. Yeah, we we didn't kick Phil off the show. We just uh, let him have a little bit more free time since I, I guess when we took over the show, his work was being terrible. But now you've said that you've got a new job and you graduated from college. So life is a lot less hectic. No, I mean, I, I said it when I left the show. It was like it was time for some creative changes and stuff. You know, and I came to me and said, hey, you did a really great job streaming the other day because we had done the, the extra live stream. And uh, and that was just something I was like, yeah, I can help out with that. I never streamed before. And so, uh, you know, everyone put together their thing and, everyone, you know, we basically streamed for 48 hours straight by uh, basically playing past the baton. Right. We each took a different mm-hmm. segment. So I did a three a couple of three hour segments. And so that was really good. At the same time, I've been thinking about some creative changes on Backtrack. I was wondering if you might be open to that uh, conversation. And I said, yeah, let's let's give it a shot. Because, uh, yeah, I think you got to shake things up once in a while to help keep it keep it fresh. So, but yeah, I haven't gone anywhere. And I also still write articles for the site. I'll be writing a review for Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak and Monster Hunter Rise Three Hopes. I wrote a write-up. I did a couple of write-ups here in the last few months. Uh, what is it? ZHP on Losing Ranger, which was a sad write-up because it was very buggy. But yeah, Ouch. I'm still around. I'm still here. Well, at least at the time you played it, they've pat- apparently they've patched it since. Yeah, yeah, I did hear, I did, I did catch uh, when that uh, that's been patched up and stuff. So that's good. And I did go in and jump in and test it after I heard that, and 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 it seemed to be working just fine to me. So that's the good news. Um, that that voice you just heard, Chai Bets. Sorry, I didn't mean to spend so long on Phil. It's just he's kind of our founder. Um, that voice you heard was Robert Albright. Yep, uh, I am here as the. Uh combat specialists of final fantasy 14 that i tend to be so you know master of almost every combat in the game and not really a master of one and then finally back from well let's say back like she went away no we haven't talked to her since the last time we did a Final Fantasy MMO backtrack, which I think was in twenty either 2010 or 2011. I can't remember. I know it's been literally a decade ago, but we've got our own noodle. Hello, everyone. I, I dis- resident healer here. I, I distinctly remember that uh, Final Fantasy XI backtrack because you were talking about how much you hated dancers. I do. <laughs> And then 14 came out with a new dancer class, and I was just like, why? But but it's ranged DPS, isn't it? It's a better dancer than 11. Okay. But it's not one we'll be discussing tonight. No, 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 because it did not come out in this version of 14. No, we're only talking about 1.0 and A Realm Reborn tonight, Um, sticking with our tradition of just doing one expansion slash base game per show. Um, w- w- well, this game being sort of an exception, since we couldn't really get enough people that had played 1.0 to admit that they'd suffered that much. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did suffer that much. You will have to tell us about all the suffering. Um, I, I, I have the cliff notes from my wife, um, as she was in the beta, at least. Yeah, and- I was in the beta, too. Yeah, so I, I I have the cliff notes from her from her experience with the beta, 
but other than that, uh, neither she or I had gotten into 1.0 because it came out at a uh, rough time for games for me. Well, for the two of us. So. Well, that that that's a, gives us a golden opportunity to k- take a quick musical interlude and then come back with the main event where we will talk about Final Fantasy XIV, both 1.0 and A Realm Reborn. So stick around. We will be right back. Backtrack, where we're going to be talking about Final Fantasy XIV, both uh, the original bad version and A Realm Reborn. The original <laughs> version of Final Fantasy XIV came out on September 30th, 2010, and uh, I I did not play this version mainly because um, you needed a very high end computer to run it, and then I heard that it wasn't that good. It wasn't. It wasn't um, that good. What, what did I read? It that it was well. It was beautiful and had great music. It, it, it people said that it was unfinished, and that the world was just barren, and the game wasn't really well thought out. So, you're the only one among us who's actually who'd actually played 1.0. Could just tell us about it, Noodle. Well, um, yeah, the I had to run it on very low, low, low settings, and the game was very pixelated and didn't look great. Um, and if you run the game nowadays on low settings, it lo- it still looks great. But back then, it looked like a very pixelated mess. Um, graphics aside, um, the air, like Gridania and the, the city states looked nice. However, there was no auction house, and that was that's one of the things I remember that we first looked at. Me and my friends who had transplanted from eleven to fourteen were like, "Why is there no auction house?" How can we, because that's like a big uh, income generating thing, you know, a lot of crafters. Mm-hmm. I didn't, never got into crafting. I personally find it boring, but I have a lot of friends who make money that way. And, and so the, game was, put a, the game put a lot of focus on crafting because that that's, it was essentially classes. Yeah, like you had, right. you had like uh, Disciples of the Land, Disciples of the Hand, and there was no auction house. So you pretty much would craft stuff for yourself and to for your friends i guess it didn't really make a lot of sense to be a crafter without a way to sell things um so that was awful and then it was also the lack of things to do so you would log in get your leave quest do like three of them and then you're like all right what do i do now like there weren't like a lot of quests to do there were a lot of dungeons it was just you log in for an hour, do everything you can, and then you're like, well, there's nothing to do, so I guess I'll leave, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Didn't, um, didn't they also have the uh, X, uh, an XP, like, detrimental system? Like, the more you were playing, the less XP you could get, too? There wa- oh, yeah, I remember something like that. So, I, you could play I, for I'm a sorry, certain I, amount I've of time. I've watched a 
I was, yeah, go- I was just going to say I play. I've watched a few documentaries on on it, so I at least know some stuff that went down yeah. with AR. I remember. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So yeah, they were trying to make sure that people didn't play for like eighteen hours a day or something, and so the longer you played, you wouldn't get um, a lot. That like the same amount of XP, and there would actually be warnings in your chat box that say, "Hey, you've been playing for X amount of time. How about taking a break?" You know. The uh, big rumor I heard back in the day was that so that they wouldn't have to have two different versions for the um, Asian market. For the Asian, um, oh, Ch- okay. Chinese market, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I just said Asian in general because, from what I understood, um, a lot of Korean uh, MMOs to require that there's like some kind of stopgap. I I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I've never um, heard that either. I definitely know China does. Yeah, I know China does. I was pretty sure Korea's had it too, but don't quote me on that. Um, but yes, yeah, so something to basically limit so that people don't essentially die playing their MMO, which, you know, WoW tried to do the same thing and people got mad and then they implemented the exact same system, but just spun it into a positive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, ga- the game pretty much 1.0, um, I don't remember who the director was at the time, but I remember watching the press conference because I was, as an 11 player for so long, I was so excited for 14. Uh, he was touting, he was so ex- he was so proud that they made like the most fantastic looking game ever, you know, that's on the market today. But really, the only way you could see it that way is to have, like, the most top-end computer to run it. And And a lot of people don't have that. Yeah, (laughs) no. I have heard PC gamers call that the uh, crisis argument, since crisis was supposed to be, like, a video card-pushing game. And the problem with that is that not many people have those high-end video cards. And this was even before the chip shortage. Um, By the way, the uh, director was... Nobu, and I'm going to butcher this name, Nobuaki Komodo, and he was the original director of Final Fantasy XI. Right, okay. And that that also played into it is they really, uh, part of the issue with 1.0 is they basically built a lot of the system end, not not the engine end, but the system end off of what they did with 11 because they they went into it with hubris because it's like oh we already built a successful mmo let's just copy it yeah um i heard a lot of stuff about how they they were determined to make that crystal tools engine for 13 work so they tried to shoehorn that into the game and it didn't work that yeah it no (laughs) I i don't know about using the crystal engine um i did um, see something where Koji Fox, uh, who's the lead translator for um, uh, Final Fantasy XIV um, now, uh, he was a part of the translation team then, and he was commenting about, you know, the way they built it was like each, so like the combat people did the combat, and the system people did the systems, and the action, and the, like... Yeah, each person had a department, and they didn't really interact. Right. So when yeah, yeah, no, and that was mentioned in that documentary, and he's telling like they didn't really interact with each other. So here we were, the translators, and we're the first people who are seeing all these bugs and all these issues and things not working right because we're having to try and translate everything as the, the complete package, whereas everything else was being built like in individual segments and not really having any cross between and that was 
So the translation team did, you know, start raising some flags, hey, being like, hey, this is not going to be ready. There's issues. But, you know, they didn't really yes, listen to the translation team. <laughs> yes. Squeenix still still wanted to, to get it out on time, even though there was a load of issues, which is why 1.0, um, which is why uh, beta lasted so long, and why 1.0, when it came out of beta, uh, went so long without actually charging people, because the game was so broken, and... It was well, they charged people at first, effect. and then they then they yeah. stopped it for so long before they they finally, stopped charging people like, for so long. Yeah, because they're like, this game is broken and it's awful, and we're just not going to charge you for it because it's bad, and we want to retain player base because so many people were leaving. Like a lot of my friends that came over to fourteen with me from eleven stopped playing it and went back to eleven because they were like so disappointed. And wasn't it uh, a sixty dollars game on top of that? Yes. Yeah, or, I, uh, I got fifty the or sixty, whatever the yeah, top end I got the price was at the edition, time. So I paid more. Um, yeah. So um, I um, from the discussion, as I mentioned in our in- intro, um, I never actually played fourteen original one point um, I never played. My wife got into the beta, and she had such a bad experience. And understand, my my wife is is a very top. Uh, she's not like top top end. She's not like ultimate level, but she is you know P four uh, pandemonium four savage master crafter FC leader on Malboro. So I mean, she she knows her stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and she she is you know heavy gamer in her own right you know she she's right now out there playing arc um and you know she got into the beta and she played it a little bit and the beta booted up and you could be any class that they allowed you to be and that was an issue because you could be any class you couldn't be just a combat class you could be a crafter class and you couldn't do anything because of the fact you couldn't fight from the start yeah and and so so she was trying to do it as um i think she was a goldsmith she was either goldsmith or alchemist i forget which one she told me she was but you know she couldn't get the stuff do anything because she couldn't figure out where the quests were you know because she had come off of playing world of warcraft um instead so she couldn't figure out where quests were she couldn't figure out what to do she couldn't fight anything she was basically roadblocked and she tried it a couple times, and she came to me and said, I think we should skip this entry in Final Fantasy. And I turned to her and was like, okay. Okay. Uh, well, I was I, I was unemployed. I had very little money coming in. Um, I did have um, my uh, GI Bill uh, housing allotment because I was going to college and such. So, so it was like, you know, we were playing WoW. We already had bought WoW. We at least had the subscription for that, but we didn't have to buy a new expansion for a couple more years. So we were like, you know, we'll just hold off. There's other games we can get or other things we can spend our money on. So we, we just held off and then, uh, you know, reading through um, RP Gamer as just, you know, one of the forum lurkers, you know, I got to see firsthand the staff who were playing it and their issues and all the news reports coming out from, you know, about 14. So we kind of glad we skipped it. Yeah, the the first Final Fantasy I in God, I think since 10 that I didn't buy on day one for me, um, just because I had heard. Well, one, I I had heard such bad things about it. And two, I knew that I was 
there was no way I was even going to be able to run it. Uh, I, I also know that famously they had canceled the PS3 version at the time because of it, because of the issues. Yeah. So I don't have a whole lot to say because I haven't. So I've been kind of quiet because I didn't actually play it either. But but I remember when it came out and I remember all the hubbub surrounding it and everything you guys have said is pretty much my exposure to it as well. I could just share some feelings, which was, first of all, wait, it's an MO, but it's numbered. It's an MO, but it's numbered. And so there was that whole debate for a while and, and everything else. But there was that. But for me, it was kind of a little bit of a betrayal because I'm used to playing those games alone. I'm not a social creature. I know it's hard to believe I got a mouth that runs a mile a minute. But generally speaking, when it comes to gaming, I like to be in my zone and just do my thing. And then when the reviews came out, one of the things I looked for was, well, can you solo it? And, you know, the reviews are very clear. You cannot solo. Don't even think about it. You have to make friends. You have to party up. And I was just like, nope, nope, not for me. So, yeah, I was I was definitely of the camp that was very salty that they had yet another numbered entry in the series that was uh <laughs> That was an online game, and I didn't have a very fun time with um, Eleven because of how restrictive it was. So I I consider Final Fantasy X to Final Fantasy Eleven. Yeah, exactly. That's the way it looks like in my library. No, how dare you take that back right now? I'm sorry. I know. I know. Eleven um, was my favorite. MMO. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was fun if you had people to play with, but I did. Yeah, not. like I had. I had a. Well, you got to join a link shell. I know, and and at the time, once again, I didn't have a computer that could run it, so yeah. um, I was pretty much yeah, stuck on I mean, PS2. Re- remind one, me, did this come out before? This came out after WoW, right? Yes. And, yeah. And with World of Warcraft, which I had gotten into, I didn't stick with it for too too long, but. You know, with most classes, not all classes, but definitely most classes were quite viable in solo. And so I enjoy doing those quests. And, and if if wife was around or some friends were around, great. But if they weren't, I could go off and do my own thing and continue to level my character, which unfortunately was not an option from what I understood in 11. It, it was very early in 11, but it ran out pretty quickly. See, I'm trying to see. So Wrath of the Lich King came out in t- 2008. And this came out in 2010. So we would have been probably gear- either gearing up for Cataclysm or Cataclysm was out. Mm. Oh yeah, for 14, 1.0. Yeah. So with with 14, was it the same way, Noodle, with 1.0? Was it it also kind of like, was it solo unfriendly or was it something you could, like it is today where it's very solo friendly? It's definitely not. No, I played with my friends and then when they all quit, which was after beta had ended and 1.0 had officially been launched, we were still playing, but then they eventually just kind of like dropped off one by one. And next thing I knew, I was the only one for my group that was still playing. And I pretty much played until my press account went out. Um, and by that time, I wasn't really even playing that much because I would log in, do my leave quests, which... As a um, white mage or healer class, can't really do much by yourself because you're squishy. So, like, I would log in, do some stuff that I could, which wasn't a lot, and then log out. And I was like, this is dumb. Good thing I have a press account that I don't have to pay for. But, yeah, they started charging people, and then my press account ran out, and then I didn't want to pay for it because it was so awful. And then when they stopped charging people for it, 
I went free, I was like, no, it's I don't really see anything that's changed enough for me to come back, even for free. None of my friends play it. I'm just going to stick with 11. So pretty much it was a mass exodus of 11 to 14, and then another max, mass exodus from 14 back to 11. Yeah, and I, I looked at, up at the proper timeline. Cataclysm came out in, on December 7th, 2010. So when this would have come out, well, was at the very top of their game. So it kind of wasn't a good look for for Squeenix at the time to you know put out such a, bu- a buggy, broken mess. Yeah. Um, and then they, they, from what I heard, they made steps to fix it um, going forward. And bef- before they decided to pull the plug and start over again, the game was like somewhat playable. So um, that's not entirely true. Um, they actually decided to pull the plug and and start over while fixing 1.0. So basically, yes. they they that's were true. working two MMOs side to side for Final Fantasy XIV at the same time. One to try and make the current game as playable as possible and fix what issues they could to implement into the rebooted version at the same time. But I must say, I I must say, the way they transitioned from 1.0 to A Realm Reborn was epically awesome. Yeah, uh, and I'm only finding this out Posthumously, but basically, yeah, I, meant, just... I meant to I meant to share the 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 uh, interview series I watched about this with you, Kelly, and I compl- and and my wife reminded me twice, and I completely spaced it, so I apologize. Oh, That's my it's fault. It's okay. But from what I heard, they, they they basically just blew blew up the world. Yeah, I mean that's that's how that's how Roma Born starts. Is you know they have these really awesome trailers about you know all the all the NPCs that you know and love um, trying to fight. Um, what was it, Bahamut? Um, uh, the the uh, the the, fa- the falling moon of Dalamud and uh, yeah, Dalamud, Bahamut, yeah. that is contained within it. Yes. And so in game at 1.0, before they, you know, leading up to shutting off the game, you can actually see anywhere you, you run around in the sky, you can see that burning red moon thing from the trailers. Coming closer. Yeah. And it and it gets closer, you know, as ta- as, you know, literal days, earth days roll on through the game it gets closer and it gets closer and closer and there's a lot of videos online if you're curious of players gathering together in game to just sit there and watch it as the game is counting down minutes to shutting down as the moon is like right up close to you uh, and like de- devs were out uh, like one of the things that was happening was like they were having these large monster hordes just being like attacking right. the cities and mm-hmm. one of the devs one of the devs in the interview i'm watching was like yeah i was out there just like spotting these things and watching the players just take them down so i followed these other things and just you know it, it, it was like i remember that interview yeah he was like i was putting i was like spotting monsters as fast as i could and they were just taking them down and so he was just like I was trying to make like tougher monsters, you know, with bigger HPs and all this stuff. And they were just, it was, it was a fun, if anyone wants to check out the documentary, it's really, it's a really good documentary about how 14 1.0 transitions to 2.0 and so on. Yeah, yeah so, there, there's and, a couple of different ones on YouTube. Just look up Final Fantasy 14 documentary. I'm sure you'll find any of them. Yeah. And um, one of the other things, 
key things that um, they did, uh, Square Enix did, was they actually fired the, I forget if they fired the producer or the director. They fired one of them. They, they Yeah, they fired a lot of them. I don't, I don't remember exactly who, well, but well, they fired. Well, from the top a, two, though. From yeah, I don't two. remember I don't remember one, who for the top two, but... Yeah, the top two, one of them completely left the company, and the other one actually was downgraded to a section head. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I don't remember who did what, but I remember one got downgraded to working on something else, and then one just left the company completely. I mean, and then, um, and that's, and Yoshi P was actually, like, um, Yoshi, Yoshi P was, um, not even involved with 14, he was just, uh, I think he was involved with their server team, with their server teams, like, general Square Enix server teams, not even just, Yeah, like, he wasn't really a big person, I don't remember, I haven't seen a documentary in a while, yeah, but he, he's, he's amazing, different. and he continues to be amazing, and he plays the game himself, and it's, just nice having someone like that who enjoys the game that they work on, you know, that they, you know, yeah, they care I, about. I've heard a lot of love about Yoshi P and the, the excellent job he's done at, at, you know, player feedback and player communication and all the stuff. It, as a well player, I'm definitely jealous because Blizzard certainly hasn't been like that since Beth, Bethsyn or Ghostcrawler left. Um, really Ghostcrawler and even a little bit before he left. Yeah. Um, so like tell they me try, about... but sometimes they um, they just kind of, as we say, screw the pooch um, yeah. in regards to just how they interact. Because they uh, the WoW comes off with hubris. Mm-hmm. Final fa- Final Fantasy fourteen. They there and there have been times OCP has come out and said no, and he means no. It's not like oh this or that. It's just like no. But at the same time, a lot of times they come out with very humble in regards to the whole thing like we uh, some people not um you know when they had the big server um um player bases when the endwalker launched um, oh yeah that was a you know that was a cluster. some of us were actually a little concerned for 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 him but i, I mean i was concerned for him <laughs> yeah but i mean he 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 ad- he addressed it, and sure, it's not all his fault. But at at the same time, they were seeing something unprecedented. They did not yeah, expect they, it to. They did not ex- like. There's been there's been uh, five expansions or something like that, and none of them had even gotten to that point that Ed Blocker did. And so yeah, it was for... just a combination of uh, it was just a a cascade of different things all corresponding at the same time that caused that issue so but and but i mean he he has been very forthright in everything with final fantasy 14 and uh, honestly it, w- it was his idea to actually rebuild final fantasy 1.0 while also building a realm reborn it was actually his idea and um the one in, uh, going to the interview i saw you know the documentary i saw with with the interview he he comments that he he you know he brought up this idea to you know the staff and I think he says there was like a hundred people in the staff room and ninety nine of them are looking at him like can we do that or is that going to work I don't know if we can do this and there's one dude in the entire room who's like yes we can do this <laughs> and he still works with he still works with them today and he's as much loved by the uh, community as Yoshi P is and that's Sokin our music the music director for fourteen. He was oh yeah, sound... everyone loves him so much. Yeah, and he, at the time he was just a sound engineer. He he, he so yeah. So um, so, so the game came re came out. Mm-hmm. I just literally clicked away from the window, and now I need to read the 
the release date. So <laughs> three years later, it was relaunched as A Realm Reborn on August 27th, 2013. And I remember hearing such good things about it. It's like, oh my God, it's so amazing. So I ended up picking up the, P- the PS3 version because, you know, at the time I really didn't have a great computer. And yeah, I got so sucked into it, mainly because uh, it had the main story quest that yes. ma- made me feel like I was playing an actual Final Fantasy game. Yeah, that's uh, really what I'm in it for. Um, I, you know, my story is that, you know, I played it when it originally came out and I'll talk more about that later. But then walked away from it after a few months and then um it wasn't gonna go back to it i'm i'm not an mo person there's just too many single player games to play but i had so many people come and tell you that story's so good and the thing that it's so good just but we know you don't like mo's phil we know you but just play like a single player game and you'll have a really good time and you were right from the beginning when you first started Realm reborn you feel like you're walking into an epic final fantasy adventure a typical you're like you know mm-hmm. this is final fantasy 10 final fantasy 12 like you are walking into in uh, a large world with an epic where an epic adventure waits for your hero or heroine yeah the the opening cutscene is so good that kind of blew me away um at the, the time, opening cutscene was yeah, no, the, the cutscene and just the whole main story quest and being a part of the Scions of the Seventh Dawn and um, this this resistance group and the fact that it integrated the dungeons into the story, um, mm-hmm. c- complete with being able to queue for them so that, you know, I didn't have to talk to anybody because I'm shy like that. Um, it was just, just an amazing story. Yeah, the story is, is pretty much the reason why, well... It's the biggest reason why I love the Final Fantasy franchise as a whole. Like, the stories are just, they're always so great. And coming from Eleven, where the stories were so great, and then coming be exciting for 14, 14, you know, has an epic meltdown of failures, and then comes back, and I buy Realm Reborn, because I, I, I hear about all the things where they fired the whole team, and they got a new team, and blah, 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 and the first thing I do, you know, after I, I'm like, there's quests, I can do things, like, I can There's spend... a market board. You can sell things. There's an auction house. <laughs> like, I can sell things. I can buy things. There's a whole marketplace. Look at this. I could look. There's so many quests, and there's exclamation points on top of their heads. This is amazing. I have stuff to do, and the game looks better than it did before on my same old crappy computer. <laughs> and. The, the, the thing that I appreciated, and I, I said that WoW needed to steal this for the longest time, and I think they did in Legion, was the uh, the the world quests. I can't remember what they're called in 14 now. Uh, fate. Yeah, Fates. Fates, yeah. Where you, you go to a spot on the map, and there's um, a quest that you need to do. And depending on how many people are participating, you get more rewards and more EXP. Actually, mm-hmm. they've standardized that now. Oh, they've oh they have. Yeah, it's it based, uh, the awards uh, the rewards are based on how much you participate and your level. Yeah. So, like, if you're at the max level, you can be for it, which and you can sink down to do any level of them. Um, yeah. You get a certain amount, no matter what. Exactly, and some of them they won't actually re- let you participate until you sink down. Yeah. If you're like way high, uh, they it's... had a similar thing in in eleven though. In the later years of Eleven, they had, I forget what it's called because I haven't played Eleven for so long, but um, they had a similar thing 
like fates in 11. And I want to say that Rift had something similar too, but I didn't play much of Rift. That's just what I heard. I, from what I heard, uh, yes, uh, Rift had something similar to where it was basically the Rifts. I don't know what the system was called, but it was basically the Rifts. Yeah. Um, and and I, I like that so much better than just regular questing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it really helps out when you're um, out of quests to do and you still need to level. So you just do fates. You just grind with fates because there's always there's still always something to do even if you don't have quests, which is great. Because yeah, I, I have to admit, even though I did like the main story quests, I would always hit a point where I would hit a brick wall. Yeah, that, that was yeah. definitely a thing when it first came out. Those for a few months I played is you would do the main story quest and suddenly, oh, you need to be level 35 and you're still level 30. Wah, wah. Go out and do something. So you had some options. You could do dungeons. You could do those fates. You could do the the leaves. You could always do the, the leaves leaf and quest, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, so my my experience is that, you know, being that I just started it over again when everyone's like, Phil, you got to play it. Walker's awesome. And of course, then I jump in right when it's at the height of the popularity and all those cues you all were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> That oh my was God, awesome. Yeah, thankfully <laughs> it wasn't too bad uh, when I got into it. I think I was on the tail end of, of some of that. But uh, but you can now you can now basically get up to 60 through Realm Reborn with minimal. I had maybe twice. I had to do a quick dungeon. You do a quick random dungeon or something, and that gets you a quick level. Uh, but but yeah, it was, it's a much smoother leveling progress if you're focusing on the well, main yeah. story nowadays. Yeah, you have done, you have uh, the, what is it called? Uh, I, we always call it DF, Dungeon Finder or Duty Finder, where you could just be like, I want to do this dungeon. I know I need to have five people to do this dungeon. The game will actually find people for you, and you don't Four have people. to worry about trying to find people. <laughs> Four people. Yeah. But, wow. Yeah, it's four people. But the people. Yeah. the 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 challenge uh, might be if you're doing a specific dungeon for story and your DPS, uh, the cues can still be a bit of a pain in the keister. Well, uh, so I, it pays I, to be I, a healer. Yeah, I always play healer, so I never have issues. Yeah. With I mean, even, even as a DPS, my wait times are not too terribly long unless I'm doing something really super obscure. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have too many issues with wait times I've but it also it, depends on the person because some people I've, feel like eight minutes is too long i have no problem waiting like 12 minutes for a dungeon because i'm used to, i'm used to wow where it's like half an hour for a dungeon as a dps or 20 minutes i'm like so for me like 10 12 minutes that's that's not bad even for a dungeon to me but i play so- i generally play a lot of dps yeah generally like i said specifically you're queuing for specific dungeons if you're just doing rando dungeons then it's a little bit easier but in specific dungeons while i was working through msq it's like okay you need to do this dungeon next if you want to continue the story and i would jump in there at dps and it would say estimated time 10 12 minutes and 15 minutes later it's still going um and and yeah you can kind of go and do other things but you know that that's not always ideal so it was a little little frustrating, but that's why I played healer, and that took care of that. Um, yeah, doesn't the level scaling kind of encourage? Well, yeah, they to... have caps. They have cap stuff or sync stuff. Where uh, nowadays there's some really like way older dungeons that you can do unsynced, so you can get through it like super quick. Um, and then there's some other dungeons that still require to be synced, so you have to be at least you know say this level is like level 55 everyone has to be at least you know can not be over 55 um actually you can 
toggle that on and off. For all dungeons? I thought it was just... For, for all dungeons, for all content, you can toggle it on and off. Now, you won't like... get as much rewards for do- toggling it on. Yeah, if you, if you do a sync, yeah, if you do it unsynced, you don't get a lot of rewards because that's not difficult. <laughs> so, but like if you're far, but um, as an example, with like the extreme trials, because um, the extreme fights in the game uh, have a chance to drop mounts, unsyncing allows you to do the trials if you're high enough, even solo, to just try and farm out the mount. Yeah. Going back to the story, you know, I, I recall that one of the reasons we had I had quit um, about level 30-ish was some of the pacing issues. And so, and that's still kind of there. <laughs> so first 20 levels, epic adventure, and you just feel like you're a hero moving up through the ranks and the world's getting bigger and it seemed awesome to me. And then around 20, especially back in the, you know, in the old days, uh, there was a lot more of these fetch quests and things like that, get to know the people of the land type of quests that kind of got monotonous until I got towards the end. And then it started to pick up some more plot elements and some more development and the Empire gets more involved and you're wondering what's going to happen next. And those last few levels, like, OK, let's do it. Let's do the next dungeon. This is awesome. And it, it was really cool, at least until I got into the dungeon. And that's where the multiplayer kind of gave me a little bit of a kick in the nose. Because I got, you know, did the rando group thing, and I was really excited. At this point now, I, after slugging through those middle levels where the story really slows down and stuff, and now things are getting excited. I'm excited to see what's going to happen next in this big empire uh, place that we're working our way through. And I got this group that was all go, 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 go. I mean, they were running so far ahead of me. I At one point, I took a left, or I should have taken a right. It was just a few seconds off. And because it's a heavy party, whatever it's called, a full party— I guess they didn't need that extra healer because they just kept on going. And I had lost sight of them, and apparently they were riding in mechs, and they were doing all this cool stuff. And I was stuck behind this locked door because the door closed after a certain point, and I missed out on, like, a good chunk of the dungeon. I had friends there. It was Tam or somebody was there kind of explaining um, some of this to me because otherwise I wouldn't have known I think, even I what think I was missing out on. I think it may have been Hero. It wasn't me. Yeah. And so – it was uh, that was a bit that was where the multiplayer part, I think, took away from uh, some of the storytelling. But the ending is yeah. really, really good. Now, like, um, if I may interject it. for a caveat to Phil's statement here, the dungeons he has talked about have recently been ch- modified to be four player party dungeons that have no issue to what he is talking about. So um, in the game, this has been a recent change and may so experience may vary between his discussion and the current game. I also would like to add on I, to this discussion of randos. I've had as a healer anyway, I have had bad experiences playing with randos. And so I choose to wait until a lot of my FC people are available and I'm like, hey, does anyone want to do a dungeon with me? Because randos can sometimes be um, jerks. And um, like this one time when I was doing a story dungeon and I told them, and nowadays they tell you, hey, you got a first timer in this dungeon. Uh, and I was like, hey, I would like to watch the cutscenes because it's story related and I like to watch the cutscenes for, you know, story reasons. And, you know, randos are sometimes like, oh, sure, yeah, that's fine. And sometimes they're like, no, that's not fine. And I missed out on, I forget what dungeon it was. 
It was a story dungeon, and I missed out on the entire fight because I was watching the cutscene, and the rest of my team went ahead and left me there and didn't tell me that they were moving forward. I get out of the dungeon, and or get out the cutscene, and then they were all like, hey, we just finished the fight. And I'm like, and I get immediately sent into the end cutscene, and I'm like, Wait. Yeah, that happened to me. And I was really yeah. mad about it. Oh. Yeah, I, I, that may have been the same dungeons uh, JC was just talking about, because there were two very specific dungeons that had long cutscenes, and people would run ahead. Uh, for a long time, For actually, during Shadowbringers, they had modified those dungeons where if a cutscene was playing, you could not skip the cutscene at all. Wait, um, yeah. So... Um, and then, um, again, th- that goes to the caveat. Those t- same two dungeons have now been completely reworked into three three dungeons, actually. And um, they no longer, they are a lot smoother process. And they still do have the cutscene lockout for where they're needed. But they've also removed, um, in one of them, they've removed some of the cutscenes um, and actually just changed events as a whole and how how it's approached. So there's the caveat still uh, stands uh, that mileage will vary. Yeah, I think it goes without saying, Tam, that whenever you're playing an MMO, you're going to have different experiences. I mean, even my experience for me eight years ago is a lot different than the experience I had recently. And five months from now, somebody plays and that'll be different. You get just a different group and it's going to be a different experience. That kind of goes without saying. But one of the interesting things and they deserve absolutely a ton of credit for is they are aware that these dungeons are some of the weaker parts of the storytelling experience, given that you're suddenly thrown together with randos and that can, you know, impact your story experience. And kudos to them because they have worked really hard to make it to where now for a lot of the lower level dungeons, you can take NPCs that are bodied by AI. So you can have a pretty straightforward yeah, experience. Yeah, the trust system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I tried it out. It works yet, good. But... Yeah, no, I tried it and I got through and they, 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 I healed them and they went through and they kind of did their thing and, and it, it worked. I mean, I think a group of randos would have been a little bit faster, but then you're rolling the dice on dealing with, you know, maybe some elements you may not particularly care for. For the most part, my Mando experience has been pretty good. It was just unfortunate that that one That's good. pretty bad experience I had was on a key dungeon with key cutscenes and the such. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, the, the rando experience has been pretty good. It is unfortunately the go, 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 though. And uh, but if you say ahead of time, hey, I'm new whatever you usually get some leniency there yeah i um, mean now yeah yeah now nowadays like if i usually take you know like at least one friend with me in a dungeon so i at least know someone because i'm a weirdo and i don't like people getting mad at me for like healing wrong or doing something wrong and then that i just don't want to play you know so i always just take a friend with me and for the most part if you tell them in the beginning hey, I want to watch the cutscenes, the rest of the party has been pretty good about it. They're like, okay, you know, then they'll just wait for you because now you have that icon above your head that says you're in a cutscene. Um, I, I did do found, find that having that sprout icon above your head also helps people not be mean to you. Yes, that is also a good one. Um, and and I, I will say that Final Fantasy fourteen players, from, from what I've experienced, are some of the most polite people that I have ever played with in a video game. You do I would run, agree. Uh, you do run across um, some. Uh, th- there's very specific servers that can be a little more detrimental experiences with. Um, I'm not going to name those servers. 
I know which ones they are. But oh, dude, name them. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I no, will, I'm just, I'll message yeah. you though, Noodle. Oh yeah, I would like to know what you think because I'm on a legacy server, so. So, but um, oh, so am I. I'm, but mine got split off from the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but generally speaking, for the most part, people, people are really cool and really chill. Um, again, you know, people are still going to be people, but uh, one of the other key things is if someone is being an absolute jackass. Yeah, I was, I didn't know the level of language we could use on the backtrack. So I stuck with jerk. Jackass is fine. We can, I mean, when Sam's on, it's pretty much explicit all around, but I mean, I, I can use, I, I, I do have the the vocabulary of a well-educated sailor, so, you know, I, I could come up with some very interesting ones, um, <laughs> but, uh, and you report it to a GM, the GMs have power in Final Fantasy XIV. Yes, the GMs actually do things! And more than just, oh, you're stuck, here, let me unstick you. Oh, no, they can't do that in WoW anymore, either, they give you an unstuck button. Oh, I know. <laughs> Have you tried your Hearthstone? Ugh. I will say it makes a huge difference. I, I, while I've had those experience, that one experience that was a bit negative. It wasn't because anybody was necessarily, you know, mouth and off or anything. And we've had some rough dungeon runs uh, where you know people's nerves are getting frayed. In World of Warcraft, I guarantee you, people have been playing the playing the blame game, pointing fingers, even getting derogatory, but not in Final Fantasy XIV. You know, like the worst thing that happens is somebody just ends up quitting and taking the penalty. But well, for the most part, they're very times, nice about it. Or other times they'll be like, hey, or, I've, I don't know if I saw this skill go off. You know, they're like, hey, do you know about this combination? You know, people will try and be helpful about their approach. They won't be like, well, you're doing it wrong. They'll be like, hey, I'm don't I don't think I saw this. Were you maybe using this ability to try and help? I don't know if you know about it. They're like, oh, I didn't even have that on my bar. I I think yeah. the one time I got had people be kind of nasty to me, and and it was kind of justified. I had no idea until recently that limit breaks were shared in dungeons. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, uh, so yeah. Me as a dumb DPS, like, oh, I'm just gonna fi fire this off since um, the boss is done, and then the next thing I know, they're yelling at me. I'm like, oh, I had no idea. You, you poor <laughs> summer child. Yeah, I, I kind of deserve to get yelled at for that. I, I. I just left the dungeon and just made, made a note of it because people were pretty mad. I mean, yeah, it's a pretty big deal in dungeons about the limit breaks. Yeah, and, yeah. and especially depending on the content you're doing or what boss you're fighting. Cause, uh, or what job you have. Yeah, because different, because the DPS limit break, there's three different DPS limit breaks. I'm machinist. So yours is a line AOE. So it is, it is the middle tier of the damage. So it's it's great if you can um, if you can like line them up to do it, um, and also the amount of damage it does is based on how many bars are filled. So you know one two and one and two bars. You know one bar does so X bound, two bars does more, three bars is like class specific awesomeness. Um, and if you've not seen the, if no one has seen video, all of them, I would recommend uh, YouTubing a video of Final Fantasy XIV LB three because they, some of them are very awesome. Some of them are kind of meh. I, I think Samurai is like I, one of the most meh, but... I, uh, I've i never actually used my used Limit Break as a white mage because it's it's pretty much um, 
like it's kind of like a benediction it, it restores not only does it restore 100 percent of hp of your party but it also revives your party members that are dead yeah you only generally see that in um when you're doing pushing um not savages actually you, you don't want to be using it in the savage uh, no. or an extreme but actually when you're pushing like the um trial series or an alliance series where you know you've got the three groups and your group is like mostly dead that's that's usually when you see the lb3 from a healer is if they're if like especially when they're still fairly new and people don't know all the mechanics so you have like six people dead so yeah so that the healer will lb3 your group because it is it's only party base it's not the whole raid yeah it's yeah if it's just if you're just doing like a full party it'll do your your immediate party but not if you're in a What's the word? I never do them because alliance. I hate them. Alliance. That's it. Oh, I hate the well, alliance. Some of the, ones. Li- the alliance. Some of the alliance have really good stories, though. Yeah, like I've done them when oh, okay. I need to do them, but I don't just like do them. I, I hate the alliance too. <laughs> oh wait. Yeah. Well, the, the the Crystal Tower alliances are not good alliances. Um, they were they, they were kind of where they were first. Um, and actually, this is where they first got their actual an actual story writer um, involved with Final Fantasy XIV was for the Crystal Alliance raids, uh, which came out in ARR. So we can talk about them. Um, so um, then that's how come you kind of start seeing after the Crystal Tower raids, the the story drive that the game had get more dynamic and more in-depth with stuff, um, like having characters potentially die off. You didn't see a lot yes. of that in base ARR, but once they introduced, I cried. <laughs> they don't die; they just go to sleep. I cried no, the, a lot. No, don't the Final Fantasy me. 14 makes no distinction. They die. The Final Fantasy they 14 I, literally die. They don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. This, this is not a Final. Like a lot of games, they will play it off as being a sleeper or whatnot. Final Fantasy 14 does not make any distinction uh, d- distinctions. About I, I, yeah, the spoilers. I guess this is what we do on the backtrack. This is what we used to do, anyways. But yeah. I felt like Spoil. the biggest death of a realm reborn was spoiler completely alert, cheapened by what happened in heaven. So, oh, she was just sleeping. <laughs> it wasn't really dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now there is one character who really died, but she, I wasn't nearly as attached to her. She had just been introduced to the group not all that long ago, and all that other jazz, and she's dead, dead. But the one that really stuck with me, the you know, she had been there for a long time. She's a you know, and a very important character and stuff like that. And her death had a huge impact on the... Oh, wait, she I keep forgetting. True. Her nap had a huge impact on the... Yeah. There there impact. are going to be... However, um, there will be... Yeah, so when you see uh, Monbreda die in ARR, that's really where you start seeing the influence of the story of them actually getting, like, focused storytellers or story writers instead of trying to you know wrap up everything from 1.0 because that's part of also with arr is they're trying to wrap up the, some of the loose threads that came about in yeah, 1.0 like the calamity and everything that happened or like during the calamity and whatnot so um i've been wanting to talk about classes okay um, sorry i was just wanting to push things along so i yeah i Do appreciate it. the fact that you can level up to a, a more advanced class in this game at least at the start it doesn't seem like that that's quite as okay. prevalent in the expansions i gotta i gotta say something about just real quick 
about the classes. Okay. About the difference of changing jobs in 14 as opposed to 11. For 11, you had to go back to your bog house or an inn or something to change jobs. And in 14, you just change your weapon. Yeah. Any place, anywhere, except in combat. Anywhere, except in combat. And I'm like, this is the best ever. It makes it so easy just to switch jobs. And you, you tie your gear to it, which is nice. And... Yeah, you have, like, slots for, like, so in 11, I had to make a macro to change my gear. And in 14, you just ha it's, like, built into your character menu. And you just get dressed, save it as, you know, whatever, and then you can go back to it at any time. Yeah, Was that like in the 1.0 version, too? Did they have saved gear slots? The, the job change system, it was that in 1.0? I don't remember. I don't think I really changed jobs in 1.0. I didn't get very far. I was a oh, conqueror what? the whole time. Okay. Yeah. So you have gladiator, marauder, lancer, pugilist, rogue, archer, thaumaturge, arcanist. Oh, well, arcanist is listed here twice. I wonder why. And conjurer. Yes. Yes. And then depending on which uh, base jobs you take, you can then put them into advanced jobs, which are paladin, warrior, dragoon, monk, ninja, bard, black mage, summoner, scholar, white mage, and blue mage, which has an asterisk next to it. Yes, so it I I yeah. picked a um, archer because I came from WoW, and I play a hunter in WoW, and then leveled her up to a bard. Yeah, so, nice. so, a, so I, I do have a little experience with uh, ARR. So I actually started ARR well back after... It first came out. Uh, my wife actually was so put off from the beta, she did not actually play it. Um, that's how bad the beta burned my wife. But I was willing to give it a shot because I, you know, I was seeing all the news that RP Gamer had put out at the time. So I, I was actually kind of in tune with some of the changes and really was kind of excited. And then, um, so I played it. Um, in fact, that character was the one I played with you that one night, uh, Sharia Cream. Sharia, because I was playing a lot of uh, Tales of some. Symphonia? No, yeah, Symphonia? No, not Symphonia. Yeah, that sounds right. Graces! I was playing Tales of Graces F. Yeah! <laughs> um, so, so I kind of, that's where the name came from. Anyways, um, and I've, I've, I've played her at least into the 40s, um, but I didn't have, like, a lot of, I didn't know, you know, the ARRFC, or, or the RP Gamer ARRFC is not always the most populated at times. <laughs> And That's then, yeah. Uh, um, and then at, and then other times, it's just like I wanted someone I could actually talk this, you know, play and kind of talk with, you know, with my wife who was still playing WoW. So, I kind of, I, I just let it go. And then, like right before Stormblood, not right before, but a little bit before Stormblood, uh, one of my friends was playing it, and um, and so we got into it, both my wife and I, to play with him. And said ex-friend is now ex-friend, but my wife and I do still play quite a bit of Final Fantasy XIV because it is it is a very good game. But I've been loving the evolution of the classes because um, this is, and I'll I'll talk about that a little bit later um, during our roundtable of what this evolution means. But just seeing the jobs change from how they started, even then in base ARR to now in current ARR content is is really exciting because not only do have they adjusted like when different classes get their skills but they also change you know how powerful the different classes can be to make more combinations viable and it's 
it's really has been a great evolution to see that you know not all the classes just kind of remain as they the were. Yeah, I I've I've always played a healer and all the or a magical being and all the games came from white mage in 11 started off with conjurer which is like the base job going up to white mage um which i think the one off of yeah i think that's just white mage um i really liked yeah i really liked how they began conjurer um getting to getting to be in tune with nature and listening to the trees and the energy and you know it's just and the spirits you know it's just I like doing that in my personal life as well so I was really happy that they they did they took that direction with Conjurer and then when I became white mage um I was I could beat things up I could be a DPS white mage because I think I think ARR had still had the healer stance. Yes. Um, okay. Yes. They, it's it's gone it now, called. but they, yeah, because they just ba- they just tuned the numbers to make it all baseline. Yeah. So back then they had the um, cleric stance. That was it. Cleric stance. That's it. So it's been gone for so long. I don't remember. Um, yeah, they had the cleric stance and the kind of like, I forget the name of it, but like DPS type stance, where it pretty much just flips your numbers around. So I could do a lot of damage if I needed to, but I wouldn't heal as much. And then if I go into cleric stance, I could do not as much damage, but I could heal more. And we had a thing called stance dance. Where you got really used to switching the stances at a at a moment's notice because it was immediate. So you got and it, but it also got confusing because sometimes you would forget that you were in cleric stance when you're trying to DPS, or you would forget that you were in like the DPS form of yourself when you're trying to heal a party, and you're like, why am I not healing for very much? Oh yeah. Um, but I was mostly really excited that I could kill monsters by myself as a white mage. Because in 11, you can't really do that. <laughs> so, nope. Yeah, the mages so are pretty squishy. Yeah, so I was very... That was that was my happy moment, was when I played RR, and I could kill things by myself as a white mage. I think um, the, the class-changing system in that game is absolutely uh, brilliant. Coming from World of Warcraft, where you had to make an alt for every you know single class you wanted to play, and all mm-hmm. the encumbrance that came with trying to keep inventory and gold between them and everything. And heaven forbid you were doing different factions, so good luck with that. Uh, here you got it all in, in, in one character. Um, I, I, I like playing healer when I'm in a group, and I knew that this was going to force me into groups when it comes to soloing. Generally speaking, it, it's a bit monotonous because it's stone, 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 and it can be a little little boring. But that's where I think... Stone, the, arrow, the, stone, arrow. Yeah. Stone, stone, stone. Arrow, yeah. And that's where I have found the... Um, the the summoner scholar combo comes in real handy because no matter which one you're playing, it levels up the other one. It's two classes in one. It's really great. So I can play DPS while I'm soloing and then flip on over to healer. Um, have to have two different you know outfits because they're kind of a little bit of a different focus. But for the most part, it, it works out really well. I will also point out, going back to you know tying this in with our conversation about storytelling, some of the best storytelling in a Realm Reborn is to be had by doing the class quest. And I ended up just playing different classes just so I could experience those class quests. Me too. Because some of those are really, that. really interesting. 
I purposely I'm... leveled other jobs just so I could get the story, like the Black Mage class story. And I, I have like a ton of jobs that are level, but not that level because I was like, oh, I want to know what the story is for this job. You know, it's made it more exciting than just switching jobs and I, I you know just leveling. Get into that it. also on our roundtable. <laughs> yeah, I, I did find it. Um, I did find it kind of funny that the Pugilist class was. Uh, Manned by you know people that are like classic pugilist dandies, uh, very very proper gentlemen that just want to have a good spar. Oh yeah, they'll punch you in the face. Oh, they'll punch you in the fa- face, but they're gentlemen. Yeah, they are. They're no, he, gentlemen thought, punchers. No, the dude was a perv. <laughs> dude is a pervy old man. That likes to punch things in the face. This is true. Although the uh, little the, one of the little um, one of the lollafells that helps is actually a girl. The one in green is actually a girl. Oh, not I that you can that. tell because it's a potato. Yeah, the potatoes I, pretty much all look alike. I I would not know. Racist. I would know. I'm cat girl all the way. I I I like to chew on lollafells ears. I, I love girl. I love my little Mikote with her fluffy tail, though as soon as we get female Hrothgar, I am changing to one of those. Well it depends on what they look like. Let's let's Yeah, that's true. You know, they um, could they could look like butt. I doubt they'll look like butt, but they could look like butt. I am planning to not change from Mikote, but depending on on how the female Hrothgar looks, I might use my Fantasia. We'll see. We shall see. Yeah. I, um, I I go between I, I go between races that are not in ARR. Oh yeah, these races. By the way, everyone, Hrothgars are not in ARR. <laughs> no, no. But I'm just you, in the current iteration of the game. You can create a Hrothgar in ARR now, but. They were not there at the time of launch. That's true. And they will not be in the story at all either because you have not met that race yet. Nope. Um, so yeah, go, going back to ARR, um, I remember this game. I, I, it's going to sound so stupid, but playing through this game in ARR, just how Final Fantasy it was. It's like this This is the best single player Final Fantasy I think I've played since 10. And it's an MMO. Yes. <laughs> And don't get me wrong, I, I loved 13, and I, I I will champion 13 till the day I die, but it just being a classic Final Fantasy game that just happened to be an MMO just blew my little mind. And it's yeah, only it gotten was, better. Yeah, and, and and I love the little references here and there. Yeah, um, I, I remember doing a quest and hearing the, the battle music from Final Fantasy 2. Um, a lot of the quest names reference classic quests. Um, the first time I was running around and seeing people running around in Terra's Magitek armor just blew my mind. And then learned later, like, wait, you get that Magitek armor for completing the story? Yes. Oh, my and God. It plays the song. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a very wide selection of mounts. I um, I have over a hundred. Wow. wow. That, that, that I just ride my of... unicorn all the place because he's my favorite. I, and I, I haven't have, gotten a better mount yet. I want to yeah. say I have that many in WoW, but it might be less than that. But I definitely don't have that many in 14. Oh, by the way, another good thing about why I love White Mages is that we get our own special mount. No one else in the game besides White Mages gets a unicorn 
melt. Yeah, I'm I'm jealous. I am jealous. Uh, now, now, now some, some downsides. Well, downsides for me anyway. I did find it a little bit frustrating that you don't really get access to your bank and or uh, auction house until like level 18, which took forever at the time. Um, your your bank in the auction house being your retainer. Oh yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's nice that you get your chocobo, and that's when you get um access to not the free company, whatever the name of the faction is. You pick between three of them: or or or, Ulda, Limolosina, or Gridania. Uh, the the immortal flames, the the uh. maelstrom. Or the Twin Adders. That's it. I felt bad. I'm like, why don't I remember my own? I had had to think on Maelstrom. Although... (laughs) I went to Twin Adders, and I'm like, what is the name of it? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I was Maelstrom, too. I I don't know why I picked Maelstrom. I think it's just because I like their leaders the best. Merowib's awesome. She's badass, though. I love Merowib. Merowib's very awesome. And and she... um, she will have story points, but not in this discussion. No, but you know, having this faction that you do stuff for, and then getting this journal where you get um, credit for doing certain hunts and f- fulfilling out the journal was kind of a godsend. And then doing a crafting profession and filling out a journal for finding certain items and stuff. It's like there's all sorts of ways to level up in this game. Which I appreciate. Yeah, and there, and there, there's your weekly challenge log, which you can do. There's the hunt log. There's the hunt board, which is kind of a replacement for the hunt log. So the, um, the hunt log is the ARR version where you can go, you know, kill certain kill. You go and kill specific monsters, and you know, fill up the the log. Um, hunt board is a replacement that came about in Heavensward, so I will talk about that next year. Yay. Oh, and, and the other thing, and the other thing that's nice is being able to have a chocobo that can, uh, that's basically your pet, and you have it be whatever you need it to be. Um, since, since I since I came from WoW and was used to being a hunter, I turned my chocobo into a tank, yeah. which was kind of nice. Well, um, there's actually an item in the game that you, uh, they give you one freed, which most people don't realize what it's for, and so a lot of players sell it. It's called a Thavnarian onion. And once you actually get it to a rank 10, you can feed it one of these onions, and you can then level up to another rank. You can actually max out all three uh, specs for the chocobo. Yeah, mine's currently a tank as well, but I'm also a white mage, so I can heal myself. Mine's back. I just need a tank. (laughs) Mine's rank 20, so mine's like fully maxed out, so it's got all the healing, all the attacking, and all the tanking. I think mine's like 12, 11 or 12, or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, I didn't know that you could do that. Yeah. Also, um, another thing they've added, which is available in ARR, is um, your Chocobo has a saddlebag, which gives you some extra inventory space. Yay! Inventory space for pack rats like me! I mostly, and crafters. I mostly <laughs> used it for um, dyes and fishing bait. I, I use it for things that I don't have room for in my inventory, but I don't want to sell. I, I have three retainers filled with armor. I the have good five. Thing is, the good thing is, is that if you, the more you open, um, the more you, classes or jobs that you unlock, you get, it gives you more inventory space. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. So for your armory, that is like, you don't get more inventory space, but your, your armor slots, I forget. I think it's called armory. Yeah. It's your armory. Yeah. So the more jobs you open, 
the bigger that gets because you have more jobs, so you'll need more armor, so they just give you more slots. Oh. But it does have a, a max limit. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of jobs that I've unlocked, and I'm at level one, that I've only unlocked just to get more space. Yeah. They, and they actually, because um, they removed a um, an armor slot with the belts this expansion, and they actually make some, they made some jokes about it with some of the seasonal events. That's another thing to talk about. Um, in that the uh, they moved those into uh, weapons and rings because of the fact those are the slots that have the most items usually in it. Yeah. A lot of classes can share like armor, ar- like your armor. All tanks wear the same armor, generally speaking. Now some tanks may want specific stats, so they may have like specific needs. But overall, like if you're just a casual player, you don't have to worry about that. But every job has its own weapon. Every, if you're a crafter, every crafting job has its own crafting weapon. So yeah. it's very easy to fill up your weapons. Um, so, but going to... Th- I, I lost my train of thought. What did I say I was about to go into? Uh, you were talking about seasonal events, maybe? Seasonal events! Thank you! You're welcome. Yeah, so... because. Um, and this plays into, you know, the amount of items you can get in the game is seasonal events change every year. Okay, that must be nice. Cause... Yeah, so every, and, and, they're, and they're little stories. They're not like these big events or, you know, and sometimes they're repeatable and you can get items, which is why you need sometimes a lot of inventory space. But every year, it is a like a continuation of the story that's going on, or it's a new event that just happens to happen on that time. And you'll see people from previous years come and interact with you. And and if you did last year's events, they'll comment about last year's event. And but every so every year it's a new event, it's new stuff, it's new things. Sometimes it's a minion, sometimes it's a mount, sometimes it's just a glamour, sometimes like, it's housing items. Yeah. It's, it's I like getting always different. Oh, speaking of seasonal events, I was also you reminded me of also the um, words fail my brain. The collaboration events. Oh they, yes. Yeah, so one of my favorite collaboration events was years ago when they when they brought Shantoto from 11 to 14. And I was like, she's my girl. I love her so much. And she was giant. She was like this giant thing. And everyone that knows Shantoto from 11, she is a tiny Taruto. So... <laughs> um, I, I am very basic in that I liked having my girl Lightning in in the game and oh, got yeah, her yes. haircut. I also got her haircut. I, I I sadly was not playing for either of those two events. So, but Final Fantasy XIV has a very robust microtransaction store where you can buy the things you may have missed from pre- previous seasonal events. See, I thought that every once in a while some of those events came back. Like every like. I remember them doing a Dragon Quest event because um, Dragon Quest Ten was coming out, and yeah, that, some like, of every, them have. But every there's... time there's a new Dragon Quest, they roll out that event again. Yeah, ever, so, so many of them have the final the Final Fantasy Thirteen event has never come back, and the Final Fantasy Eleven event, or at least the one with Shantoto involved has never come back. No, that I was so glad I was there for that one because she's my girl. But oh my you can gosh, still buy it is. but but you can get them from the st- you can get those things yeah. from the store. And and they actually and the store does release things that are not available in the game, but it's all optional stuff. It's an optional amount. Some of them are really cool. I have the lunar whale. 
I oh, bought yeah. as soon as it went on sale. I bought um, the fat cat mount because I gotta have my cats. Yeah, okay. And I have all um, the mounts off the store, by the way. Cloud's uh, motorcycle because I loves me some motorcycles. And that's yeah, the only two mounts I've bought aside from the collector's edition ones. Yeah. Well, and interestingly enough, the motorcycle is um, a mount that always drives at max mount speed. I did not know that. I I will admit, though, I did have to turn off the music for that one because I was getting tired of uh, Crazy Motorcycle after a while. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will admit, when I was doing uh, Endwalker, I was getting a little sick of it, too. And But that's another thing, is every mount, uh, not every mount, but a lot of mounts have their own music. Yes. I, I'm sorry. I, I, uh, the, the rain was pouring so loud that were you guys just talking about the Final Fantasy fifteen car? No. Okay. Yeah, the car. I said Lunar Whale. Okay. The, the 15 car that came up as a mount also has its own music. And you can change the music. It has like five different music selections. Wait, See, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um, I wrote in one, and I think they said that the person who was quote-unquote driving said that you could change it. But I don't have one, so I don't really know if that's true or not. I mean, I, it's technically not Realm Reborn, but my God, I, I learned how to game the Golden Saucer really quick when that about, when that car hit hit the Golden Saucer. Oh, I mean, it, it's tech, it, it's te- it is available for a Realm Reborn. You have to be level fifty, but you could get it in Realm Re- as a Realm Reborn player without touching any expansion. Okay, see, I. Because it was, I think, Stormblood when it actually hit the game. Yes, but that does so, and that's another thing is there's content that they add in current expansions that can be done in old expansion. You don't have to be in the most current expansion to go do some of this content that gets added. And that's really nice because that's one thing that frustrates me about WoW is you have to have one and done. Yeah, you have to have a max level character to do anything. Yeah, and it's one oh. and done. Like, as soon as the next expansion comes out, everything from the previous expansion basically goes in the dumpster. Mm-hmm. Nothing I, I, in Final Fantasy fourteen goes in the dumpster. Everything is no, relevant. Everything is there, and, there's, and it's still there, and more expansions will come out, and the previous stuff is still going to be there forever. And, 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 and look, and, even... Even the game director has come out and said that he doesn't think it's fair to have this competition with WoW, and I, I understand where he's coming from. Uh, it, just, it just blew my mind that one of the main reasons why WoW claims that they won't do certain transmogs is because it doesn't fit the look of the game, or the feel of the game. And then you've got 14 here, you could have you could have a tank that's a butler with a fish on his head driving around a convertible uh, i yes. i i, I am by the way <laughs> i you can you can have a lala fell with a biker jacket on a pompadour yeah i have, I have a biker a, jacket i have a chocobo and there's a running uh, bet going on the uh, people who watch my stream as to how long i'm gonna allow the chocobo music to play before i turn it off because apparently it drives everybody crazy. Dun dun dun. Yeah, no. So, but I but like it's it. Catchy. Still, I know. That's what I said. 
they're like, oh, no, Phil, please. Dirt. Yeah, you're, aren't you crazy? Of, aren't you de- bored of it? I'm like, I like the Chocobo song. Even Prompto himself in 15 said it was a catchy tune. I like yeah, it. he did. <laughs> and, I, I get, and, and see, that's the joy of the fact that so many mounts have so many different songs. I've got the Golden Saucer. I have the Golden Saucer Cactar mount that plays the golden the golden saucer music i've got the fat moogle mount which plays king moogle mog i have the, you have the my primals. unicorn though i have the unicorn i i i'm a level 80 white mage oh yeah well, of course you have the unicorn yeah I have a, i'm i'm at least level 80 on every single combat class except for sage which is 74 but, well yeah that one just came out though so it's understandable and i uh, uh, I'm only bringing up the comparison because I will admit that WoW can be kind of up their own ass sometimes when it comes to their art style. And I think it's part of it's because of the player base is kind of toxic. And I appreciate the fact that Final Fantasy 14 knows how to have fun with their characters. Like, you know, talking about the Dragon Quest event. Did you guys ever do the Dragon Quest event? Oh, yeah. The, The Puff Puff Massage. I, I thought I was going to cry laughing at the Puff Puff massage. And, and that's something that would never happen in WoW. No. Especially not now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially not well, now. Another thing is that the... I forgot his name, but he's like the... Uh, the he like localized the uh, like quests for 14. He was in that documentary... Um, and well, Koji Fox is their direct is like the director. Yeah, and is it him? He's like the like white guy American. Yeah, Christopher person. Koji Fox. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So he, he's, he's their lead translator. He's hilarious because he has a lot of fun with quest names mm-hmm. at making and, and, puns in the quest names and flavor text. Because I think I yeah. sat there and read the flavor text of all of my minions it, and well, mouths. Here's, here's the other thing. Um. Almost all of the songs that have vocal tracks in the game are actually written by him. He's actually huh. isn't he a part of the band? He's he's also one of the he's also one of the vocalists for the band that they have for Final Fantasy XIV called the Primals, which are amazing. Like if they you think that any of the Primal dungeons that you do are just are made on a computer, go listen to the Primals. They are using actual instruments and do concerts, and they're amazing. Um. Had, had Uematsu worked on any music on this? I, I'm pretty sure he did the opening song in one of the uh, primal fights. Um, possibly. Um, it depends. Unfortunately, many of the modern ones have all been written uh, again. The ones with the vocals. The, so he does all the lyrics. That doesn't mean he. You know. So it's a lot of the songs though are written by Soken now. I don't know um, where. Hidematsu would have been uh, prior. So, but um, yeah, but um, Leviathan, sung by the primals. So good. Titan, sung by the primals. Yeah. Shiva, primals are playing the music for it. They're not, they're they're not, obviously not the singer because it's a female singer, but they are the ones actually playing the song. The music in this game kicks ass. It really does. The the music is just a a whole nother level. And it's not something, it's not even something you'd hear in like in many single player games. When, uh, when I finished, when I was streaming uh, Realm Reborn and going through that post-game content and you get to the that epic, you know, conclusion that's at the end of, of that content patch and 
people go to sleep. Um, and, and and you don't know what's happened with the scions and everything. It kind of leaves on that cliffhanger. And and just when I'm starting to absorb all that, that's when they hit you with answers. And I'm oh my gosh, like, I love answers. And, and so I'm much. talking to and I'm talking to people on the stream like I'm starting to decompress, like wow, that epic ending and da, 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 da. And I'm like, and I'm talking a mile a minute. And but even through all of my time, I was like, but what's that? What is this song? This song's really good. What is this? And I'm just I stopped talking just to listen to this in-game song. It was really good. That is the song that plays while you're fighting Bahamut. Yes. And it's it was it's, also in the trailer for Yep. Um, yeah. And when Distance War Distant Worlds, you know, the orchestra goes on tour, one of the one of those songs that they would usually do, I haven't seen them in a couple of years. The last time I saw them, they she came with the orchestra and sang answers and it was with the video behind her of the whole fight cut you know, cutscene trailer thing behind her while she's singing and they had like the whole choir and oh, it was amazing. Totally recommend finding it live if you can. Yeah, although to get answers, because um, in the game, of course, you have an in-room and there's an orchestration that allows you to place, set up like a playlist of songs you want to listen to while you're just hanging out in your in-room. Mm-hmm. Answers is a very hard one to get. That's because it's uh, the best one. There is uh, there is a, a YouTube video guy that um, that will listen to music. He's probably not a big gamer, but the music, he, whenever he listens to a song, it's because he's never heard it before. And looking at his watch, just watching his reaction when listening to Answers for the first time and his face and everything. And he's just completely stunned. And he's at the end when it's done. He's like, I'm, I'm speechless. Yeah, he never even played the game, just listening to a song, and he's like that. Is it the uh, uh, the African guy? No. Okay, because there's uh, an African guy who's like a music director and is a uh, uh, music producer who also does reaction videos to a lot of the Final Fantasy XIV music, and his are very interesting to listen to, too. Yeah. Now, w- one more thing, and then we're going to quick quick stop uh, for a break and then do the roundtable, but I, I was curious because after... Um, after I hit max level in a realm we born, my life kind of got busy and I didn't really do a lot of the um, post-game content up to Heaven's Sword until um, I think Stormblood came out. And I wanted to know, was there any raids that made nods to classic Final Fantasy back then? Because I know that you can fight Kefka now and there's a whole evil East raid. Oh, yes. Yes. So um, every expansion has two... Uh, <laughs> Two ty- or three types of content that is released post-patch. Um, there is a trial series where you fight basically solo trial bosses like the pro- or like primals or, or or some such other things. Spoilers for future expansions that I will not go into now. Uh, there you. is a alliance series which um, is the big twenty-four man raids. Um, so where you're only really worried about like a third of that, like your normal full man parties. And then there is um, a what is called a normal raid um and i will go into the difference between so the trial series very standard trials um like events so you know you'll have be just one you know you against the one fight there is story there is a story um in a realm reborn they didn't do that so much uh all those tri- the trial series was baked into the msq at that time so that was your fight with leviathan Ramu, King Mughalmog, Shiva, etc. Those were that's basically the what the trial series consists of. Um, the Alliance raid is not is sometimes a throwback, but is all but they have also done collaborations 
for other things in later expansions. But in ARR, it is Final Fantasy III, The Crystal Tower. Oh, okay. And that is actually mandatory content now because of Shadowbringers. I forgot yeah, I, I've kind that. of ignored Crystal Tower. Yeah, that is actually mandatory content for Shadowbringers. Um, it has its own story, and I definitely recommend uh, giving it a run through. And that is where they, again, brought an actual writer, and they and they integrated into the world of Final Fantasy XIV. Um, so um, it's it's not the best one. It, they they get better after that. But you're going to see fights that, um, at least in the Crystal Tower one, you're going to see fights that are only from Final Fantasy III. Uh, is this... Okay, so I played Final Fantasy III on DS, and I hated it. Okay. I'm concerned. <laughs> no, it's... it's it's just like the fights. It's so you're running into characters okay. you, like you're going to fight Amon, you're going to fight Z Emperor Zante, you're going to fight the the Cloud of Darkness. You're, you know, you're going to um some of the, you're going to fight Cerberus. You're so you're going to have some of these fights. I will, and um I will let you know the third set is the one of the hardest ones because you're fighting like Aramon with Doom effects, stupid Doom effects. Um, the server's fight has yeah, uh, three I, three portions where actually a group will go into its belly and fight things inside of him. That's disturbing. I don't want to go into people's bellies and fight them. Yeah. It's gross. Oh, so. um, I, I was curious about that because I, I completely missed out on the post game of uh, yeah. Realm Reborn. And, and I appreciate that they, they love putting in nods to classic Final Fantasy, or like entire raid tiers dedicated to classic Final Fantasy stuff. Yeah, and then the third set, which is normal raids, uh, can uh, is also sometimes a throwback, um, could be original content too, but has mostly been like a throwback slash reference but its own take on it, too. Um, and that was Bahamut. Now, Bahamut in Final Fantasy XIV was kind of similar to, like, a WoW raid, sort of, but with multiple instances. Um, but they they changed the formula after it and made it much more streamlined. Okay. Um, where basically you're going in, maybe you'll get a short little dungeon bit and then a boss. Instead of, like, a long dungeon bit where you're fighting multiple packs of mobs and then a boss. And then leave and do it again. It doesn't work in the same way as Final Fantasy in Final Fantasy fourteen as like a WoW raid. So they kind of had to they changed the way it was done in later expansions. Did you play it? Did you play eleven, Tam? I played up until the desert most of the time, and then the desert just because of the grouping and how painful the grinding levels was. I just I just stopped. Do you, did you ever do the floors? I don't remember what zone it was called, but you it was like a raid style where you you kind of like the crystal tower i think i got to the okay. beach desert the beginning beach desert area that was between the forest town and Second dunes yeah yeah the dunes is a tough place it it chews people up and spits them out yeah and, and that and, and i've gone through that zone twice i actually did make it to the center town one time on one playthrough but I'm still just like, no, the, the, this is before they made it a lot more soloable than it was before. But I'm I'm just, no, not my, not my game. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember not doing... Not for lack of trying, though. Right, I know. I remember doing Crystal Tower, I remember beginning it. And I did, like, the the first part of it. But then I just, it, it became, like, a Dungeon Finder thing. And I was just like, I don't want to do it. So I just, it's... I have a long list of dungeon finder things or duty finders that I just don't want to do because they're hard. 
Well, uh, in two weeks, I will be free to help everybody. Yay! Because in yay. two weeks, Cross World, um, actually, I don't know if it's two or three weeks, but I'll, I'll double check the date. Either the 12th or the 19th, the, pa- the 6.18 patch goes through where it's cross data, cross realm data center travel is available as long as you're within the same region. So I can help everybody with my main. Yay! Which is like, I have all but four classes at max level. <laughs> I tell you what, it's more, it's a lot easier to find friends to help with um, dungeon stuff uh, with the cross-world thingamajiggies that have started. Yeah, that actually, that's how my wife found her static. Uh, static is the term for a consistent raid group or content push group in Final Fantasy XIV. And so, and they don't, you don't have to be the same FC, you don't, you know, a lot of... Yeah. F- FC is like more social than it is like actually your your guild is the one pushing the content. It's just the FC is just kind of like, hey, we like hanging out together. Let's hang out. It's kind of it's kind of like a link shell, but um, there's link shell like there's link shells in fourteen still, but I don't know if they're still wide as widely used as FC. They are used for like hunts. Oh, okay. Like the for the top tier hunts. Um. But but yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of connectivity of how to track down people and like my wife's f my wife's static has people from Malboro. They have someone from Coral and they have someone from Brunhilder, I believe. Yeah, it's and, been it's been a lot like, easier to to fight with uh, my friends who have been on other worlds that I. I've created characters on other worlds just to play with them. And now I'm like, we don't have to do that anymore. And, <laughs> and, and, and again, this is a new thing that is coming in the current expansion that affects all the expansions. It's not going to be just one point, you know, the 5.0 or 6.0 content. It's all content that all allows content. someone to do it. All content. So, it's very exciting. So, yeah, I mean, we could keep going on on systems and whatnot, but I think Kelly wants us to go into more personal tales soon. Yeah, yeah. I mean... We, Kelly I mean, is uh, beating us with a stick at the moment. No, no I'm not. <laughs> I, I just know that, I mean, we we've, don't have any East Coasters, so we could stay up a little bit later, but I also know that we want to have a, a somewhat reasonably linked show. And, yeah, um, just, just going into the prices and stuff, you can find... Uh, I think it does the wow. Th- Correct me if I'm wrong, Tim. Does it do the wow thing where it combines all of the expansions? There is yeah. one. Uh, yeah. So there's there's three different tiers. Okay. There's your free trial, which is probably the best free trial for subscription based game ever. Is that you get all of ARR and all of Heaven's Word free, and it's just not. And it's now there are restrictions. But um, one, you cannot ha- use an account that has been like activated and paid for previously. So it has to be like a brand new account. But you get all the content, all the side quests, all the jobs that they offer, all the, all the all the quests, all the mini games, seasonal events, anything that is in 1.0 or 2.0 and 3.0. You can do all of it, all of it, all the things. Listeners, right now, can can go go play at Realm Reborn and not have to pay a dime. Yes, that that is outstanding. Yeah, there are, again, there are restrictions. Uh, it's a it's a pretty hefty list, um, including like you 
can't like like be uh, either you can't invite people to groups or they can't invite you to groups. I, I forget some of the restrictions off the top of my head, and they are listed. Um, actually, I don't know the the restrictions because I haven't been in Heavensward content since Stormblood. <laughs> And that's how Spare Ombrace has been playing the game. And he has put months and tons of hours into it. He's been playing on a free trial this entire time. He's just milking it. He's doing all the classes. He's doing all the trials. He's doing all the beast okay, quest. Guys. You know, it, it, it is rather irritating that I, as much money as I've given WoW and I'm unsubbed right now and I can't even look at my level 60 characters. You can't even <laughs> look at your level 30 character. I know. So for everyone that wants to try, wants to do the free trial, um, some of the restrictions is um, you can... Uh, well, create up to eight total characters. Uh, one per server. Yeah, one per server. The level cap is 60, and this also ties into the max level Heaven Sword. Um, only 300k gil can be held by a free trial player. So it, it, it change. Yeah, well, it prevents people free trial players from purchasing houses. Right. Uh, it also prevents some money laundering for the people who attempt RMT. Yes, um, they cannot... Use the shout, yell, or tell in-game chat options, uh, but they can use party chat if you're in a party with people and you need to talk to them. And you can use say. And you're automatically put into the novice chat, so if you have questions, you can talk to people anyway. Um, you can't access the market board that uh, prevents players from buying or selling goods with other players using the in-game market board. Like you can't create your another account, buy your own stuff, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, trade and sending letters are prohibited. Free trial players cannot create their own link shells. Um, free trial players cannot create or join a free company, but they can join grand companies. Uh, Which is important because that's part of the story. <laughs> because it's part of the, the story game. Like, the, the, the game creates grand companies. Um, free trial players can join a party if invited or by using the duty finder, but they cannot create their own. Free trial players cannot create or join a PvP PvP team or participate in the feast. Uh, that probably needs to be upgraded to Christ, uh, Crystal Crystarium or whatever it is now. Oh yeah, the Crystal Crystarium, yeah. Um, and free trial players cannot log into the Lodestone, the official forum or companion application during the free trial. Uh, it still sounds pretty... I mean, it's, it's pretty basic stuff that you can't do as a as a free trial person yeah it's a lot of stuff that's involving other players because they because of the issues that a lot of times rmt stuff will do with free trial counts so that's yeah. how come it's so restrictive on the free trials for as far as like being able to interact with other players to some ex to many extents yeah like spamming and tells and whatnot so that's why they restrict that Still, mail, it sounds like a pretty sweet deal for free. Yeah, yeah. you still, I mean, the amount of content you get is amazing for a free trial. Yeah, you get And if you want some laughs, you can go... Free. Yeah, and you can also, if you want some laughs, you can go Google um, Final Fantasy XIV free trial memes, and you'll you'll see some good ones. My personal favorite mm. is the anime one where this mechanized truck comes out, comes out bashing from a, from a building that goes, Have you heard of the... For Final Fantasy fourteen free trial as he's about to punch this unsuspecting kid. <laughs> I've shared that a few times. Yeah, there's some pretty great memes. Yeah, because they're there for a while. They were pushing it very hard, and then, uh, and then uh, they had to 
completely disable the game from all selling. That's true when when uh when Endwalker came out. They had so many it was there was so many people. They were like, "Okay, we we have to at least get our paying customers into the game." So they re- so they suspended free trial accounts, which I completely respect. I mean, that that obviously was a business decision that was a little hard for some people to swallow. So I'm sure they had some arguments about it, but I'm glad that they did that to make way for their more long term. I mean, yeah, paying if, people. If you're out of room, you're out of room. I mean, there's been times that I. I waited like a couple weeks after the launch because I'm like, okay, it should be died down by now, but it still took me like two hours to log in. Yeah, and I, I was there that I was there that weekend, and I was having issues with my DX11. So, like, my wife and I were playing together, and I had so many issues with my DX11 codex. Uh, I found out what the issue is is because my headset, but um. I finally told my wife, I was like, honey, I, I can't catch up with you unless I'm going to sacrifice sleep at this point. Just just go ahead and finish. Yeah. And, 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 she, and she finished and she came to me. He's like, do you want to know the name of the end boss? I'm like, do you think it's a spoiler? She's like, I don't know. Well, what's the name? She told me the name. I was like, I have no clue. That is completely original. That is Excellent. one nice thing about having a being very forgetful is that you forget spoilers easily. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah. I also forget spoilers easily. Well, I still don't want to know them, but. Yeah. Uh, well, the name of the last boss of Shadowbringers is a reference to some Final Fantasies. I'm not going to say the name. Some people may know the name. I'm not going to say it because we're not talking Shadowbringers right now. But the end boss for Endwalker was completely original, so there was no way for me to have like any reference idea at all. Oh yeah. No prior knowledge. No no like no prior knowledge to any Final Fantasy. But I'm very excited and I that that boss that boss fight is amazing. Because of how not not because of who you're or, or who and or what you're fighting, but how they designed you to do the fight, and that is all I will say because I don't want to spoil anything. Yes, because yeah, I haven't gotten there yet. Nope. Hey, what? Why don't we get to the round table before so that we don't accidentally spoil stuff? Oh no, I I know how to say things without spoiling. The oh, spoil- I do too. I'm so. just trying to transition us. Oh yes, transition away. Transition away. Um. Unless anybody has anything else they want to say about 14, which is quite, could be it. I think we've covered all the major things. Yeah. What do you um, think, Noodle? I think uh, I think we're pretty good. I, I think it's one of the best MMO glow-ups in the history of MMOs, because usually when an MMO is dead on arrival like 14 was, it... It doesn't recover, and the fact that it recovered so hard that it overtook WoW is just astounding. Yeah, it, but it took years. It took years for it to took a to long do it. time. Oh yeah, it was a it was a certainly a slow burn, but they earned it. They That's certainly it. earned it. And I I just I appreciate that they that um they listen to players and try try to be a good community, and it's awesome. Yeah, and Yoshi is my husband though. Yeah, I will say. I've stuck my toe. I'm a filthy casual when it comes to MMOs. I stuck my toe into a, a lot of them. They're really not for me. I'm not really the target audience. But I, I will say, like, at some point along the way, World of Warcraft was my favorite. But somewhere along the way, you know, 14 has definitely passed them up in a lot of areas, including, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of things we talked about tonight. I, I don't know if you're a very single-player person focused like me. I, 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 there, I've I said some things I like and some things that I don't like about a Realm Reborn. And taken by itself, I don't think 
uh, you know, going back, like I would just do it for a realm reborn again. Right. I think it's, mm-hmm. I'm doing a realm reborn because, because it, it was as those pacing issues are, are, are really painful. If you're just focusing on the single player storytelling experience, but that's, you know, but this is laying down the foundation for much greater things to come. So that's what or I've been told. Like- that's not, well, and I've only been through heaven's sword. I'm not going to talk about my opinions on heaven's sword tonight, but, um, but, but that's what I'm in it for. And and that's why I'm not. That's why I didn't rush through it. I read everything out loud. But if you want to follow my journey, come and join me on the stream. I'm I'm planning on getting through this this year with any luck. All well, the way through in Walker. That's why I am I am a completionist. So in between the uh, story quests, the the MSQ, I do all the side quests. <laughs> the yeah, and I'm like the opposite, where I'm really focused on MSQ, and that's why I was able to get through Heaven Sword in maybe six weeks. Um, yeah, casual. I'm mostly saving side quests for me eventually leveling up other jobs because I've yeah. heard that's one of the better ways to do it. Yep, mm. uh, especially uh, in Shadowbringers and Endwalkers because of change in systems. Yep, but th- but that's later. Um, I. I have completed about, I want to say 90% of the game. I, I have most of Eureka to do. I have most of Bojaz to do. And I have all, and a lot of the crafting stuff because I don't really craft. Me neither. I think it's boring. Yes, but, no the cra- but the crafting <laughs> does get you some awesome mounts. And there's actually wrap-up stories with all the beast tribes for for each individual expansion for being max reputation with them. Yeah, I haven't really done that either. I'll I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you some pointers on what you might look look for noodle, but we can do that later. Yes. Okay, so um we've been going for quite a while and I don't know about you, but I need a quick drink break. So, um stick around, we'll be right back with the round table. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to RPG Backtrack, where we're now getting into our personal feelings about the game, our, our favorite things, what we were doing at the time. Um, just first question out of the gate, obvious one for an MMO, what's your favorite uh, job slash class? White Mage. You always, you, no matter what, you always play White Mage? or ba- the I of? usually always play Healer I or a spellcasting class. I don't like DPS. I definitely don't like tanking. Uh, I like to um, stay at the back of the pack and cast spells at things or people. It's always an interesting personality types that that some people just have their what their thing and they like to stick with it. I mean, I've played those other classes. Oh yeah, I just don't like them. <laughs> for me, um, I like playing uh, anything having to do with a ranger, um, so, so with a bow. And that's why I had picked the archer at the beginning and then t- turned it into a bard. And just the idea of having a harp that I also shoot arrows with was pretty cool. And, and their outfits a, are pretty crazy. You have a harp that you shoot with? Um, mm. Sometimes it's a harp. Sometimes it's a bagpipe. Sometimes it's a trumpet. You don't know what they'll create with the with instruments combined with bows in this game. Har- harbo. I have, I have, I've actually have a bow that is a bagpipe. That is so weird. <laughs> it's, 
it's funny because Phil is playing Monster Hunters right now, and it's like, yep, just one step removed from the hunting horn, which is my de facto weapon in Monster Hunter. Oh, uh, yeah, I was doing hunting horn here for the last three or four hunts. I've just recently switched to the dual blades. I, I love the musical instruments, but I, I can't talk about my class now since I don't think that's until Heaven's Board. But, yeah, Correct. bard, bard. Nice. Um, what about you, Tam? Well, you've played every job in the game, practically. I I have played played every job in the game, but I do have my preferences. So, um, as far as healer goes, um, I actually really love Scholar. I love love barrier healing. I love barriers. Um, I love having a a minion that helps heal. So, I love just playing the Scholar. And Scholars amuse me. Scholars and Summoners both amuse me. is because... When they hit something in melee, they're hitting them with the book. So you, and it's not like you know that you don't see them take like the flat end of the book and hit them with the flat end. No, they hit them with the binding one-handed. So it's like pow. That's gotta hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um. And and that uh, and that's actually um for, that was actually my main class in uh, AR and Heavensward was actually um the uh, the counterpart to Scholar, which was Summoner. Um. I I really loved summoner um unfortunately this the summoner then is far different than current summoner because they completely reworked summoner um with endwalker and it's it's so much different and the new summoner is so much more like is a lot more like a traditional summoner especially as you get higher levels um than it was back in arr so um yeah is it more like like the 11 summoner i i or did you not play 11 summoner again i got to the desert I didn't get. I didn't get far <laughs> enough you, to even get summoned. I keep forgetting that you stopped at Volcrum Dunes. Volcrum okay. Dunes sucks. It does. It does. So, um, yeah, no, I, I never got far enough on Summoner either time I played to know anything about summons. Um, I do know I. It is different. So the summons in uh fourteen are not like the summons in eleven. Is that they're not like a companion that travels with you you do get a companion that does travel with you but you're more summoning the summons as like an inst for like an instant attack and then you get some flavored attacks off of it for a short period of time uh, kind of kind of like if anyone had played final fantasy 15 that sounds like um how noctis summoned the primals you know you you, you summon them they do a big hit for you and then some little bits and then they go away is that pretty much how it is in 14 with it's very similar uh you do the little bits but yeah they come out and do the big bits um in fact there there's uh there's a lot of jokes about titan's big big beautiful blood in the way because <laughs> because when you're um I, I, when you're nine, when you're ninety summoner, I, I, a little bit of Endwalker on this one. You summon the full size primals that you fight during the trials that you did in ARR. So you literally have the full size Titan blocking like half your screen, and his big and his big Titan booty is in your fa- is just right there in your face. Now here's the important question: Does he have a nice butt? I mean, it, it, it's tight. It's I, I I'm. Go, go I secured up in your masculinity to tell us if he has a nice butt. I mean, he is a giant earth being, so I mean, it's gotta, it's gonna be firm. He's a hard ass. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> He's a hard ass. Love it. That's, Love it. That's the answer to your question. He's a hard ass. Yeah. Uh, also, summoning Bahamut also gets in the way because he has giant wings too. 
but yeah, no, Summon, Summoner now, very fun. And then I really love uh, Warrior. Warrior's like my tank that I love playing. Like I can play I can play all the tanks fairly decently, but I love playing as a warrior tank in Final Fantasy fourteen. And the quest for warrior has some of the funniest moments of the storylines. And one of the best things is your tra- your your job trainer is named Curious Gorge. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, so sorry. yeah, it's just absolutely so yeah, there's there's a lot. I just love the classes. I mean, all the classes are fun. All of them play unique. They all look different. All their skills are different too. There's not like one base style like animation that plays for every single job class. No, every class has its own animation set specific to them. It's not even by you know every all the races share each one. But every single move has that animation that is unique to it. Every single ability has its own unique animation. So, and it's like, um, as an example, white mage. If a white mage is casting holy, they will lift a little bit up off the ground and spin as they cast holy up into the air before it explodes. Yeah, and then I blind people. It's fine. No, that is red. red ma- uh, no, that's that's stormblood. Never mind. Uh, getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Um, Phil, do you have a favorite class? So. So, uh, you know, I'm going to kind of repackage a lot of what y'all said here. When it comes to, like, mechanically, you know, playing the game, I prefer, like, Noodle to be a caster. Like, being at a distance, I like, you know, one hand, I like healing people. But if I'm soloing, uh, I like DPSing. And that's where the Scholar slash Summoner combo comes into handy. Because I mentioned before, you level one, it automatically levels the other. So you don't have to even level up two separate classes. It's really kind of nifty. And... They're actually very, uh, as Tam pointed out, uh, they're very fun classes to play. I I thought one of the interesting things in playing uh, the Summoner was even early on, the rotations get a little on the deep side. It's not just some of the other classes I'll play where it's one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. This one, because of the the summon that you have out, essentially puts your caster into a particular mode that you can cast certain spells a couple of times before you move on to the next mode. And you got to go through this rotation and get into this pattern. And I found that to be quite satisfying. When it comes to theming, however, I love the Shinobi class. So really cool. I know people keep calling it the ninja class, but everyone who watches my stream knows it's really the Shinobi class. Um, But just watching the ninja, you know, rogue ninja, whatever, uh, fight, as Tam was pointing out, like that there's a dance to that class. It is so much fun just watching that class fight. And it's got a cool rotation as well if you want to max your deeps. But I just enjoy watching him fight. He's just all over the screen. It looks like a Power Ranger on steroids. And it doesn't hurt that it's one of the more interesting storylines that I really enjoy. So I read it all out loud for the the people on the stream. And it's really kind of fun. Uh, And it actually had a little bit of a twist. I didn't see him coming for once. So, yeah. I, I thematically, and I like the outfits. So thematically, I like the uh, Shinobi slash Ninja class. A, a Shinobi for your shaman? No, it's nin- Yeah, I don't. I don't know why we keep calling it Shinobi. Oh, because I slaughter everything, right? I, the names. Yeah. I swear, the names in this game. It's like they just put a bunch of consonants and vowels into a bowl and, and just shuffled them up to see what they could get on some of these. And when you're reading it all out loud for you know your your stream watchers, holy cow! I just started giving them all nicknames. Yeah, they all got ex- nicknames now. Ex- especially, well, some of the nicknames you give a uh, community also does like for Alpha No. The community a lot of times will call him 
Alfie. Yeah, he is Alfie. Yeah. No doubt. Or Hildy. Like, Hildebrand is, is Hildy. Yeah. Yep. But, but yeah, there's a lot of crazy teams in there. So when it came to that, that's where, you know, my penchant for totally mispronouncing things. I was like, when it came up with Ninja, you know, and Shino, because he kept saying we should know by or something like Shinobi or whatever. And I'm like, Shinobi, get it right. So it's just kind I of a running joke Shinobi. on my stream. It is. Yeah. It's a running joke on my stream because I don't pronounce oh, anything correctly. Because you don't pronounce it. Any- okay. I was all like, right. does he know that he's saying it wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like him. If you haven't noticed, he says "Heaven's Sword." To be oh. fair, that's what I thought it was too. Yeah, it's... no, it's heaven. It's it's heaven's ward. Heaven's uh, and, ward. And, and, but he, but you know, again, that's the running thing with JC. No, every so. every yeah, and just about everyone I talk to pronounces it "Heaven's Sword." It takes somebody like Tam or Chris. To point, Phil, you're not pronouncing it right. I'm like, go fly a kite. Or I don't care. Severin too. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm yeah, not Severin, here yeah, on yeah. the stream worrying exactly how I pronounce their proper nouns. I got better things to worry about. Yeah. Now, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to complain about the names because until you actually hear one of the names gets pronounced in the game, because not everything's voice yeah. acted. Yeah. You have no bloody you have, clue. You have no like, clue. I had yeah. no idea how Alphano's name was pronounced for years. Yeah, I always thought it was Alphanod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, so, but the names are supposed to be, like, reminiscent of actual, like, different countries here in the real world. So the naming conventions are based on those countries. So if you know how that name is pronounced in that country, you're probably better off. If you knew, I still thought it was Alphanod for years, and I will I not. Thought, yeah, I thought it was. I will not deny years this until. Yeah, like oh. No, they, it okay. doesn't matter. They just all get nicknames. Uh, uh, speaking of regions, that's a good transition. Um, that what's your favorite uh, area in the game? I went first last time. Um, be, be it leveling, aesthetics, just the place you like to hang out. Um, so, so I I like to hang out in Olda. Um, for probably the stupidest reason, like I, I, I like Limsa. I love Limsa Lominsa. Uh, it's a very pretty city. I love Gridania because of the trees and whatnot. I, I love to hang out in Old Daw because it has the least player traffic, so I can load in and out of it faster. Hey, hey there's <laughs> nothing. The city. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a reason why I set my Hearthstone to Thunderbolt. Yeah. Yeah. Similar reason. Yeah. There's no people, so I have the bank all, all to myself. Well, I, um, I, I mean, I'm I play on, I I'm playing this on an SSD, so I already have like insanely fast load times. <laughs> but it's still, you know, when I if I have to move it off my SSD, which I may have to do soon because I'm running out of room on it, I have a small SSD. It's just, it's only like a 250 gig. Um, yeah, it's it, it just that little bit of load time, and also um, because I do a lot of uh, cross-world travel between the different servers on my data center because i have you know my wife plays on Mar- malboro now um i play on diablos the fc and static that i hang out with is on brunhilder and i help a uh, a streamer slash old-time wow friend who's been playing who's over on zalera and i have another friend on my, uh, you know so i'm all over my data center so you know getting being able to load into a city fast helps me get over to their servers faster and since Oda is usually like the least populated city of all this of all of them i can load in and out to get to their servers faster too because limsa is just always so crowded oh limsa is always crowded it, it is but i i think of the three cities it is my favorite because um i just like that there's a city on a boat and it's got kind of and it's got kind of that piratey theme going 
Oh yeah, no, I mean all 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 the cities have such wonderful thematics to them. Oh oh yeah, I, it is actually very hard for me to pick a favorite amongst the three, just because I I like the desert aesthetic of Ulda, I like the forest aesthetic of Grimalda, but gun to my head, it's Limsa Blumosa. Um, I just I think it's pretty though. <laughs> once again, I I can't really talk about some of my favorite areas until we get into the expansions. So yeah, I agree. Boat City for now. Boat City. I uh, yes. I I I I don't. You know, I say I, I really like the entire world. Um, because it's it's it it, it feels fantastical you, without being overdone. Uh, in terms of like when you're in these cities and you're out there, it does feel like you're in a different world, but not so much so that it's overwhelming. Um, so I like the whole world. There's a few places that I feel like eh, it's starting to get a little boring here. But but for the most part, it's just all super awesome. But for me, the real standouts are the are some of the dungeons. I mean, when when you first enter Hawker Mansion for the first time, you know, I mean, that was really a cool and trippy. Uh, and and even to this day, in fact, you know, Shirley saw me playing, and she's like, "Oh, you're at Hawker Mansion. That's my favorite." Um, but have some you of done the, the hard mode yet? You know, I probably have, but yeah, the, but some of the, 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 you know, the, 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 the dungeons are just really, really well designed. I love when they do the flyovers when you first enter on them mm-hmm. and you just oh, kind of yeah, get too. an overview. Uh, see, and, and the, going, to, going to the dungeons, I, 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 I can't agree, I cannot agree more, especially because, um, a lot of the older, many of the older dungeons have hard modes to them and they take the same dungeon and you're, either running it in a different route than you initially did, and they've changed it. So there's going to be, like, different colorings. There's going to be different graphics. There's going to be paths that are blocked off by boxes that weren't blocked off before. They compl- they take the same dungeon and rearrange it in a different way and give you all new fights and all new encounters. And it's, and it's interesting seeing how they change these dungeons. Hello, Chaos. Hi, Chaos. Hi, Chaos. <laughs> Uh, uh, mine is Gridania, uh, because I just, I just love the, the, the whole foresty feel. Um, I, when I was an 11, Windy or Windurst was my favorite area. Gridania is pretty much like the 14 version of Windy. Um, and I just love how they live amongst the trees and they build houses into the trees or, with you know the wood and it's so just woodsy and it seems like humble but also like a city but not like super crazy like like limsa but um it's just so pleasing and right. i just feel like it's so naturey and i just like it a lot gridiania is my favorite capital i started my character there and i keep her park there uh when i'm in that area because it's very aesthetically pleasing and all the stuff you said but I'm going to throw in there. It's also a beep a lot easier to get around. You know, like I can't stand Limza and Ulda when there's some freaking quest to go find this. And I'm looking at the map and people on the stream see me do it. Where I'm like, I, he's right there. Oh, he's on an upper level. Oh, he's on a lower level. Oh, this staircase I thought that was going to go around to here doesn't really go around to here. But in Gridania, it's all flat. It's very easy to figure out where in the hell you need to go. Yeah. Whenever I mean, you're doing anything I, there. I just use the Aetherites, but I've also uh, been Of course playing... I use the Aetherites, but, but even with the Aetherites. Still. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's of also, course everyone uses the Aetherite. I I have put a lot more time into the game, and I have these maps memorized top to bottom mostly. I mean, I have yeah. Gridania memorized top to bottom pretty much, but I still use the Aetherite to get around. 
Yeah, yeah, um, of course. Everyone uses the etherites. But I'm just saying yeah. in terms of like, I can look at the map and easily see the nearest etherite. And always 100%, I pick the right etherite because it's very straightforward. It's 2D. But in Limsa and Ulda, on the occasion, you thought that was the closest etherite, but you were wrong because the thing's on another floor or something along those lines. Or you thought there was a staircase nearby and there wasn't. And and the more I play it, to your point, Tam, the more I get used to it. But, but I like Redania, it feels like home because... You know, you walked in, you already felt like you knew where everything was at because it was flat. It's great. Yeah, and it's it. great. And I, it's like, I don't like all the, you know, cement and crap in Limsa. I mean, Limsa is probably my second favorite city state. Yeah. Um, I don't like the desert landscape. So, although I mean, it's my least favorite. Based, based on the comment about the. Uh, about a city you live near Noodle. I'm assuming just like JC and myself, we all live in a desert. I live in Seattle. Oh. <laughs> I live in Kansas. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, JC and I both live in deserts. <laughs> I mean, I'm currently in a desert, but I, I, I've just always been attracted to like foresty areas. And so Gridania is always, and, Wind, and Windy has always been my favorite place. And if you want to read more about our favorite towns in rpgs we have a feature that just went up on rpgamer.com called our favorite towns and cities in two parts parts. did anybody do 14 a 14 town there is a 14 town i did winders in 11 and gridania in 14 oh cool (laughs) and there's there's a lot of final fantasy towns actually that are in part one and part two. So uh, ke- keeping up with the, the MMO theme, I wrote about Delaran, but we won't be able to talk about Delaran for another two years. Um, <laughs> a, a special, a special shout out to the music in Ulda at night. That blew yeah. me away. I can't. I want to learn how to play that on a piano. Yeah, you know that. That's one thing about every, like every zone in in Final Fantasy fourteen is that um, each area you have a day theme and a night theme. Yes, that is cool. Yeah, every area. Um, so, did everybody say their favorite area? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, now and they were all towns. Yeah. Or they were all major cities. Yeah, I couldn't think of a wild area, and it, I think part it's of because it is, the I think part of it is because the wild areas are multiple areas together. They're not just like you know this one area that covers this whole entire entire landscape. No, it's like. Old Dahl has like four four different areas that are kind of desert. Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of hard to remember a bunch of them, and plus all the ones I can't remember are from expansions. Um, but 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 our next question is: So, what was your best? This is an MMO moment from the game. You know, something kind of funny you did in a group or something. And I, be, being a dumbass in a group, I've got several of those stories. Uh, yeah, your your best MMO moment. Um, so mine. Um is my this this was when my wife and I both were playing it um so we so we'd start playing it during the heavensward expansion almost when stormblood came out and so we're trying to like power through all the content and we get to blayflocks blayflocks long stop oh, and this I is before and this is before a lot of the so this is two of my so this is where my two stories I was commenting about came from. So this is before they did a lot of adjustments to class balance. So and I and I'm and I don't have a lot of good gear either, so I didn't exactly know what I was doing. So um, with rotation and whatnot as summoner. So I'm in there as a summoner. We had a bard. My wife was the healer, and I and we had some pug tank. 
And that boss, um, you know, has a mechanic where if it stands in its the screen spit, it heals itself. And at and so back when they did all this stuff, um, you know, have before they did a lot of adjustments on some of the older content and whatnot. Our the amount of damage we were putting out was so low we couldn't do the we kept dying to the fight because there were so many pools of puddles on the pools of uh, poison on the ground. <laughs> I remember it so well. Like yeah, this is an MMO. <laughs> At that moment, but it was still, but it was fun. I mean, we we had fun. Like I just, we were like, I don't know if we have enough DP. Like a couple of us were like, we, I don't know if we can do this. I don't know if we're like geared or what the issue is. And part of the issue was Bard at that time was, or Bard was very underpowered um, for that level range. Um, again, I didn't quite have enough gear because I didn't know how gearing worked in Final Fantasy fourteen at the time. But you know, so. That that is my this is an MMO moment because I remember us spending a good while trying to kill that fight before we finally got it killed. I think, and I may have brought this one up already, but I think mine was definitely um, watching the cutscene for the very the very end area in the game, for the end dungeon of the game, and then getting out of the cutscene and they're like putting the final touches on the boss, and I'm like oh, these people were probably mad at me now because I just spent the entire fight watching the cutscene. But uh, hey, fr- free mount. Hey, that, so, that happened to me too. <laughs> yeah, so so you know, for a long time, that was actually really standard to happen. Yeah, and I've heard so, I've heard as such. So so no one was probably mad at you. In fact, that particular fight, um, when it was still that way, was still a cakewalk. And then when they changed it where you couldn't do anything till after cutscenes, it was still like the fight took sh- the, it, the amount of time it took you to take down his health bar was shorter than the amount of time the the fight needed because of mandatory dialogue. So, yeah, no, don't beat yourself up. No one, very few people would actually have been mad at you and not even annoyed with you because that fight was a cakewalk by that point. And it just, mm-hmm. and it just like, it, it was kind of expected, especially <laughs> if you had first timers. Um, and if, you know, and at least you can always go back and watch cutscenes at the end. Yep. And sometimes I, do, I just do just that now. Um, just so that I'm not holding up the dungeon. Although now sometimes I, from what you said, it doesn't seem to matter. Yeah, no, the, the, there's only two cutscenes pretty much during most dungeons now. And that's the one at the intro that does the pan over, which, and then the one right with, you know, that shows you the boss and you can actually even turn off, uh, cutscenes that you've seen before. So mm-hmm. that way you only see it for the very first time you do the dungeons. That That's nice. Yeah. I actually have that option turned off. And people are pretty chill if you let them know ahead of time, like, hey, I want to watch this cutscene. And people are pretty chill about it. They're like, all right, we'll wait for you. Like, as long as you just, like, let them know, people are pretty chill about waiting. Once again, a a very stark contrast from WoW, where people are not very nice. Now, again, not everyone will do that, but... Not everyone will do that, but a lot of them. (laughs) A lot of them. And, And if I'm tanking for you, and I know it's your first time in a dungeon... I will be like, because, you know, the tank is usually the one pulling in this game. No one else pulls. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, if other people pulling, then they're 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 in a hurry. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Noodle, did you have an MMO moment that it either made you proud or embarrassed you? All right. So back in the day, before Titan got fixed, uh, I 
we tried the Titan Primal fight so many times, and it has a knockback. So for people unfamiliar, you fight Titan on like a giant rock thing, and you can fall off the edge. And it's he does an AOE attack that will push you off the edge if you're not in the correct spot, or if you know you don't get there in time or whatnot. You don't move I, out of it in time. <laughs> I fell off the edge so many times, and it's kind of embarrassing because when you fall off the edge, you don't die. You just stand there. <laughs> oh, no. Now now you will die. Yeah, now you will die. But I did I did the Titan fight. Like, oh, during before. The, before. And so you get knocked off the edge, and I'm just like, cool, I'm just standing here while I'm watching my party die, and I'm a healer. So <laughs> I can't do anything, and you're just sitting there. Until everyone wipes. And then, you know, they it restarts the fight because obviously you're off the edge. And we did it so many times. And I was actually doing it with some friends in the same room. Oof. And they were like, you need to stay out of the thing. And I'm all like, I am. Yeah. Well, so, so, so that goes to, Yeah, that goes to something I've told JC. By the way, I want you to know... I fell off, the first time I did that fight, I fell off the edge so many times, too. Oh, I did, too. Yeah. I did, too. And, and, um, and, yeah, the AoEs on that fight, there's the indicator for the AoEs, and when the indicator goes away, if you're still in it when that indicator goes away, that's when you're actually hit by the, that's when the effect goes off, and it actually does the effect. So the indicator yeah. is supposed to be, like, your time to get out of it before it shows up. Um, do not... So I did that, I actually did that trial, the extreme, using Duty Finder uh, Saint. And that knockback you're talking about goes out in three directions at once. Yes, it does. That, that, so that was, uh, that was fun. But by then I actually kind of knew how to do the fight, so I was able to survive it a little better. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely feel your pain there. Yeah, just like sitting on the edge, like, can't do anything, <laughs> sorry. I think I actually had a run recently where, like, it was me and one healer left alive because everyone else fell off. Oh, so, if you don't mind, I have one more story. Okay, go, go for it. Um, the dungeon that I will name once and then never name again, because it, everyone, it's the worst one. AV or Arm Veil? <laughs> I, I I was fearing you were going to say that as soon as you start feeling. I will name it once. <laughs> so we get through it, and we're at the last boss, and and at this point, the DPS keep dying. I'm like, screw y'all. I'm just concentrating on the tank, and so they all die. And then it's one of those. This was so many years ago. Um, I have never done it again, mind you. Um. They, it's, it's the, it's the arena kind where, like, you go in and then, it, you know, the, the seal will happen in 15 seconds. So pretty much if you die, you should be staying in there dead until I can raise you. My party did not do that. They, they all died. And while I was concentrating on keeping the tank alive, they decided, hey, we're going to go back. We're going to, you know, go back to the beginning. And I'm like, and then they were like, oh, crap, we can't get back in because it's sealed off. Which every, so, every boss fight in Final Fantasy XIV does that, though. So yes, that... but they were stupid and <laughs> oh. just lay there like they're supposed to. 
And so it's just like, they're like outside the seat. Like you can see them, you know, it's like a, a zone barrier type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're sitting there doing their emotes, like cheering. And they're like, you can do it. Yay! And it's just like me and the tank doing the bus. And uh, we're just, oh, it was the most stressful thing ever. But we did it and we killed it. I, I have two that I cannot talk about on this stream and will not be able to for five years. <laughs> Hang in there. Uh, Phil, did you have one? Uh, so, again, not the biggest fan of the whole MO part of this. But uh, so I tend to like be more negative on that side of it. Like some of the uh, like the actual mechanics of the dungeon and stuff. And especially the raids. Not a big fan of any of it. But the really there was a cool moment uh, for me that really pushed me forward. And it was when... I, I think it was when I hit my 50s. It might have been my first hard mode dungeons, maybe. But I remember I was playing. I was playing healer, and uh, you know, and and we have one. The thing with these groups is they're always go go go. And generally speaking, it's pretty easy healing from my perspective. But these guys were pushing so hard, I actually had to use like cooldown healings that I have and stuff on the class, like the big bomb healings. I had to kind of keep track of those resources. Uh, this, you know, the scholar has a couple of, uh, you know, has like a, a three pack of burst healings that, you know, basically, uh, long story short, you can recharge them over 60 seconds, right? So you got to kind of manage this resource if you're really trying to get the most out of your healing. But the way they were pushing forward, I'm like, and the people on the stream are like, crap, crap, gotta heal, gotta heal, da, 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 da. and that's where I'm like, oh, and, and because I'm playing healer, it's crutch. Like if you're playing DPS and you miss your DPS rotation and you're not doing great. Eh, not a big deal. It's fine. It's fine. Exactly That's exactly why I play DPS. But when you're playing, and, and, and the way these tanks pull is even though I got a little leaf over my head, they assume that I know how to use my cooldowns and my bigger heals because this tank was really taking in a lot of damage. And if I didn't use those burst heals, he, he would have died. Um and that, but that's where it's, and he kept doing that pool after pool after pool. It wasn't the boss battles. The boss battles, by comparison, were cakewalk to the pools he was doing. But that's when it started to click to me. It's like, oh, this is exciting. This, 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 this is engaging. And so, yeah, I really do. Now I enjoy doing the hard mode dungeons. I don't like the, I don't like those, du- I don't like the big bosses with the stupid mechanics that you learn once and then you don't need them again. Or I, I, people have heard me gripe about that a lot, but on my stream, but the actual just group to group to group stuff and the tougher and those boss fights without the mechanics are just tough because they're tough. I, I like those as a healer. I do feel like, yeah, I'm glad I'm part of a team and I'm glad I'm here. And this is what it really feels like to be a healer. I'm like, I love it. So that was that awesome. was my MMO moment. That's because healers are the best. I do appreciate you guys. You keep my scrub ass alive and I thank you for for it because i suck yeah it always it always is fun when you got some dps uh you know uh, getting a lot of damage whether it's tanks fault maybe it's nobody's fault you know maybe it's just a lot of aoe's who cares i'm not there to blame people but it is interesting when the dps takes it and now i have to prioritize who's gonna get the heals now your life is in my hands i love it yeah it's like you guys don't want to piss me off i hold your life in my hands yeah, but it was it was those hard. I think those hard mode dungeons, not the extreme or whatever the hell they're called, but the hard mode dungeons, Savage. I think, are really yeah, are really kind of good for the pugs because the and not Savage. I think they're I think they're called like the extreme boss battles or whatever. I did one of those and oh yeah, no, we kept dying over and over and over and over and over again. I'm like never again. That's way too frustrating. It's like the primals, extreme primals or whatever. But um, 
uh, and some of the raid, the bigger raids and stuff. I don't care for those boss mechanics. I die and I don't even know why. I'm just suddenly my 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 wizard, my my healer is dead. Who knows why? But but yeah, those dungeons, those four man dungeons, those uh, those are pretty cool when you're not dealing with the BS boss mechanics. Yeah, I agree with that. It, it takes a certain kind. That's a problem with pugs, right? Like. Uh, you know, they, they, they designed some of these dungeons and some of these boss mechanics that you really need to be somewhat coordinated. Oh, you got to touch this orb in this order and this orb in that order, or the bosses get to instantly kill everybody. And if you aren't on the same page as who's going to touch which orb, then that can be an issue. And maybe somebody mentions at the beginning, you know, kind of goes over. It's my problem with Lost Ark with some of the tougher dungeons. On the other hand, when dungeons are too easy, like Copper Bell or whatever it is, and you're playing those on normal mode for the 15 millionth time, and all you do is heal, heal, you know, kind of here and there throwing a stone spell, it puts you to sleep. But those hard mode dungeons and the way they do the pooling, that was exciting. Still is for pugs. Yeah. And and, um, our our final question of the evening uh, is, as always, um, what were you doing in your life when you first started Planet Realm Reborn? Um, What kind of associative memories do you have? Um, I'm going to go last since um, mine is a little heavy. (laughs) Uh, You don't want to bring bring the podcast down in the beginning? No, no, we'll we'll finish it like like a sad movie. We'll finish it off with tears. Um, I will. I should. Pro- I would like to go second to last because mine's not overly pleasant. <laughs> we'll see who has the sadder story. Oh no, mine's not sad. My mine's nor I will. Yeah. We'll, we'll, mm. <laughs> okay. You guys do your your hopefully more pleasant right. ones first. Mine's, mine's well, probably the. I, go ahead. I misunderstood the question. Um, as evidenced in the spreadsheet. So. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, like, for example, I associate um, playing through Skies of Arcadia with going to college because that's what I was playing at the time. So that kind of uh, association, like, what were you doing when you were going through in your life when you were going through A Realm Reborn for the first time? Does that make sense? Yes. And you guys can all laugh about my answer later. Ooh, do tell. We'll go first. Um. Well, what I I'll start with what I originally had written down, and then what I was actually doing. Uh, so what I was doing in the game, I had some memories of the game. Um, was some of my favorite memories from the game was the I don't remember if Hildebrand was in RR or not. He was. Uh, okay, yes, he was my favorite quest line because it was it brought like the lightheartedness of the game. Like there's a lot of heavy stories, but Hildy was just hilarious. And it was just kind of like a fun whole quest line thing. They also use him to test out new tech they want to try. Yeah. Um, and then the other memory that I had that sticks out to my, in my head was I was very confused about why I was the only one carrying dead bodies around. And the, fun icon they put in your your key items or your whatever uh to demonstrate that you have a dead body it's just like a, some flowers <laughs> you, you know what uh, you're not the first person my my friend who's been playing that i've been helping she kind of made the same statement when she realized huh dead body flowers yes. what <laughs> They represent dead bodies with little flowers. Because you put uh, you put um, flowers on the grave. I mean, you're carrying them into a wagon. But makes you're perfect putting sense. dead bodies into a wagon. <laughs> I know exactly the quest you're talking yes, about. You're talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that those are my two main memories. Was why are these dead bodies flowers? Um, Hildebrand. 
And uh, what I was doing in real life when I was playing 1.0 slash ARR um, was I was, I think at 1.0, I had just moved up to Salt Lake, I think. Um, and that's when I met Phil and his kitties and his wonderful wife and his birdies. And they were great and it was fun. Um, and then ARR is also while wow, I was still in Salt Lake, but also trying to find a way to get back up up to Seattle because that's where I'm from and not really liking Utah too much. That is my quick and dirty story. My life is is very boring. Yeah. Nothing I, wrong with boring. My, uh, you know, my original association story as far as like when I first played a Realm Reborn, unfortunately, I don't remember what the hell I was. I don't like have a real life association at the time that sticks to me strongly. I was probably just doing the standard going to work and whatnot. But but my so like my strongest memory of my initial four months was was unfortunate. It was uh, we were doing so. We got my wife and her two brothers. We were all in a team together playing mostly Lalafell. And so we had all the classes covered. And we were in, I forget what that swamp is called, but we were in that swamp. And her bro, one of her brothers was playing healer. And we would get to whatever boss and we would die. And eventually, you know, this happened like four times in a row in a regular dungeon. And so at some point the the time clock is ticking and I was kind of stressed, you know, from, you know, hey, I need to go to bed. I need to go to work. And I, I started paying more attention to what people were doing. I'm like, bro. You ain't healing. Oh, well, you know, um, you know, as a healer, I'm supposed to also contribute to the GPS. Okay, fair. That is if and only if people don't need to be healed. And we've got people who are poisoned. We got half health bars. Don't you think you should pray? And it was just this circular argument that went between us. And I'm like, okay, deep breath. Let's go and try it again and not press the point. No, just kept dying over like seven times. That was the day that our friendship ended. <laughs> and so I haven't hardly I, I've hardly played any games with him since we haven't played together as a group since hardly like it just turns out that whether it's me, whether it's just we're all antisocial, I'm antisocial. This is why I don't like to be social. It, I, I'm not a team player, I guess. But it just unfortunately, that was the big main association, you know, there um, with right now with the Realm Reborn. The memory's still too fresh. Because I just played it a few months ago and haven't soared right after it. So I don't really have like a long-term association yet. I think once I get through this entire year and hopefully complete the whole experience and get through Endwalker, then I'm going to decompress it. I'm going to have all these memories and it's going to be associated with this whole this better part of my life where I've got a new start and new career and all that other jazz. But I'll be able to speak better to that maybe five or ten years from now. Hey, nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> Sometimes happiness is delayed a little. And yeah. they've also made oh. so many improvements to make it easier for someone like Phil to play it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm not talking about, like, the game itself, you know, is fun. But, um, uh, you know, but even no, with my MMOs. Yeah, it's more solo friendly. It's still got some issues and stuff. I think, like, overall, my opinion of the game was, like, A Realm Reborn was was okay it was it's got some really great points and it's got some really boring points and it kind of for me comes out to like a three 3.5 out of five um when you get to heaven sore things ratchet up and the pacing is better it still has some problems but it's better i cared a little bit more about the the characters and stuff and i know we're not here to talk about but i'm just saying it got better so we'll see what happens going forward and, and take the experience as a whole that's what i'm kind of looking for like to me a realm reborn is uh, is just a piece of a whole 
and and yeah, when it first came out, it, it was all that there was, and it was a full story, and and that was great, and for its time, it was ahead of its time. But now it's meant to be a part of a much greater whole, and I mm-hmm. think that if you were just to jump in and just to do a Realm Reborn, I feel like you're really doing yourself in the game a disservice, right? And, and I and 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 I've heard a lot of people complain about it. There's a lot of people. Well, yeah, because right now it's a piece of a whole. You're not getting the payoff. You're not. Getting, you're just getting the setup. Now Realm Reborn is just a setup. It's got its own little payoff, but it's really the setup for something much bigger and much grander. So don't rush through it. Enjoy it. I know it gets slow at times. <laughs> Have patience because that's what everyone's told me. It pays, pays off later on and, and heaven's sword has been a move in the right direction and I'll continue to play through it and, Hopefully see what all my friends have kept telling me. Not just our friends. It's the people at RP Gamer. You guys saw like Alex's reviews on Endwalker and stuff that the writing is top notch. So yeah. um, I'm looking forward to having really positive associations uh, with this better time in my life. Uh, hopefully. When I, actually, I, done. I also did um, some of the write-ups for for the uh, our uh, 2021 year, uh, awards. Oh, yeah, for the game? Yeah, for yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen, I, I did a couple of the write-ups for that, too. So, as well as Alex. Alex did um, some of the bigger, some of the more important ones. I think one of the things that hooked me into this whole series as a whole was just reading his Endwalker review, where he spent two or three paragraphs in detail just talking about how great the plot is without going into spoilers and how it brings a lot of this stuff home. And and so that's one of the things that I've been missing so much in Final Fantasy games since, I don't know, 9, 10, is just a really, really good Final Fantasy story that I can completely understand, that I can wrap my head around. I mean, I love, you know, 13 has a lot of great things going for it, but I couldn't wrap my head around Fossey, Posse, Lossy, Dossy. I, I, I couldn't do it. Um, I, you know, Final Fantasy 12 was so political, I lost interest in the story. But Final Fantasy, where's the stories like Final Fantasy, you know, six and nine and ten that would really bring me to tears and have all this emotion and stuff? People are like, oh, it's in, it's in fourteen, and and I, I, I'm beginning to see that. Um, I, I don't yeah. think you quite get the full, Im- you don't get anything close to the full impact in a Realm Reborn, but. By investing in the time in a Realm Reborn and the story that's there, when you do get to those parts, they will feel so much more impactful because you see where these characters are coming from. You've been through this extraordinary long and sometimes very tedious journey with them. These epic journeys are supposed to be somewhat tedious. Uh, So you've experienced their joys, their pains, their boredoms, and their excitements. So when these big things happen in later expansions, there's this huge payoff. You can pay to skip a Realm Reborn. You can do that, right? They have pay pass skippings, and maybe some people are telling you that to get to the good parts. But if you do that, you're only cheat. I, I I know this sounds so cliche, but you're only cheating yourself from the payoffs that happen later on. I would highly suggest that you stick with it. It does have some good parts if you stick with it. It's not. To- <laughs> it does have a lot of good parts. It really does. But you got to stick with it. And oh my gosh, yeah. just even the ending with the content patches was awesome. Oh my gosh, when I streamed that stream, that was that's a good memory right there. I mean, I could see somebody wanting to skip the story stuff so that they could play with their friends, but at the same time, <laughs> why would it's you? Really, do, you're going to be so confused because there's so many things that are linked in with the story that once you get to do those, you're going to be like, okay, yeah. who's this person? What's going on? You're, and and just- also, since the game, of, you know, does the whole sinking, 
it's not like a lot of other MMOs where your max level friends, if they try and help you, they're just going to overpower everything. Your max level friends can join you and you can do, you know, they'll know how to run it, of course, because they've probably done it 7, 8, 50 times. But they're going to be the same level as you when you do th what can be done in group content. Yeah, that's been my general experience, too, is, is, is I mean, obviously, I'm way behind every single friend that I have. But they're all very excited. But oh man, Phil, I'd love to run this dungeon with you. Oh, you're doing that one. Let me do that one. Let me relive this memory. And you know, and they've got, you know, as we were talking about before with the class system, they've always got classes they need to level up. You know, yeah. so there's that Except as for well. This guy. <laughs> yeah. Except for so, Tam. Now I actually have four left, but <laughs> only four. Only four until the next expansion. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have uh, Paladin, White Mage, Astrologian. And Sage left. So All right, I, I guess that that would bring us to you, Tim. What did uh, what are your associative memories for what you was doing in your life? So um, I came. So I I started fourteen as I mentioned uh, when ARR kind of came out um, on server, which uh, Phil's actually seen, played with my character, and I think I've ran into Noodle a time or two, and I know I friended yours there, Kelly, but. Yeah. Um, I put it down because no one else I really knew was like active, even actively playing it. Like some maybe passively, but I didn't have a lot of people who were actively playing it. So I stopped. And then um, I was running a, uh, my wife was running a D and D group and, you know, uh, her, her good things. And a couple of people were really getting into it. So I was like, okay, I'll give, I'll give it another chance. And wife and I got back into it. And, um, and this and this was like into Stormblood at this point because as I said I came we came back pretty late into Heavensward, but you know my wife and I were going through it, got through ARR, and one of the people that we sort of started to pl have been playing with, and this has been someone I had known for years, ended up accusing my wife of of sleeping around on me with one of the other people we were playing with. Yikes! Yeah. So, so I mean, obviously, it, what's funny is my wife obviously still plays. Then, you know, if you if you look her up on if, if if I gave you her name, you could look her up. You could see her achievements. She's she's way better than me. I still play. Um, the person he accused of sleeping with my wife, he would still play if he didn't work like seventy hours a week. <laughs> he works a lot of hours, and I'm st and we're all still friends. Guess who's no longer a friend? Uh, that person, because I, I'd be pretty pissed too. Guess who hasn't, who only log, that I've only seen log in one time since then, since then during Shadowbringers. Uh, that probably because you drove him out of the game. I, you were so I, no, out. actually, no, actually, he, he, he's, he's notor he was notorious for like switches, flip flopping games all the time. Uh. Like every single new game comes out, he has to get it. He has to get it right away. He has to play it. He'll get it. He'll play it for a little while, put it down, move on to something else. I see. Like um, some of the reason he actually got through Stormblood was because my wife and I kind of dragged him around for everything. So, so yeah, he logged into a little bit for for Shadowbringers, but of course we, my wife and I, you know, don't associate with him. We kind of just let it go, and he stopped playing. He so, and but since then, I've I've you know my FC I'm I'm active with, but my timetable and my FC's timetable are completely different because most of them are East Coast. So like I'm getting home and because I work nights, like they're going to bed as I'm getting on. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll see some of them like early in the morning as they're getting ready to go to work. But they're not they're they're nice people. I like hanging out with them. Um, 
I have some other friends that I've met through, you know, Phil or my wife or just pugging around. So, you know, I've got a lot of connections with people and like hanging out with people. So, um, you know, I've, I've made a lot of really good friends, but that is, so it's not really what I was doing in the life that impacted the game because it wasn't when I was playing, but it's definitely something I associate with me coming back to ARR. Oh, is cool. the fact that I want to go, uh, that if I ever see this guy in person, I will be pinning him to a wall by his throat and trying to kill him. <laughs> I, I feel like I should tell you violence isn't the answer, but I'd be that pissed too. Yeah, well, the um, the guy the, the, the guy he accused is also very pissed at him, because obviously he's still a friend too, so. Oh yeah. No, I don't, I don't blame you for being pissed. I, and I, I joke, but I probably would want to somebody accused me of that i would want to you know uh i'd have some choice words and fisticuffs for him too so sorry you had to go through that but sorry it worked out in the end yeah no it's, it's actually probably a lot better that he's not in my life so i, I yeah. i'm and you know what what's uh, what's funny is he pissed off uh, a naval a navy veteran and the fr- and, and my buddy uh, is a marine veteran <laughs> Yeah, don't piss off military people. Yeah, so so yeah, he pissed off two people you really don't want to piss off. <laughs> okay, so so my story. Um, Your sad story. See, that, that's how come <laughs> I wanted to go second because mine is at least anger. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of sad, but fourteen kind of helped me with it. So basically. <laughs> I, I I bought the game with a, a leftover gift card from our wedding presents because we get we got married um, about a month after the game came out, and then we went on our honeymoon and got back and somehow I ended up with an extra with an extra gift card. I think it came from my husband's work, and he he didn't really have anything he wanted with it, so he gave it to me, and I bought a Brown Reborn. And literally a month after um, we got married, my dad passed away. Um, he had been sick for a while, but it was still kind of sudden, um, just because he was in the hospital. He was in the hospital pretty much in and out that entire year with various issues. And this time around, he he was in a, in the hospital because um, he, he had a ruptured colon. And had to have a good chunk of it removed, and was doing great, and then just just killed over from a heart attack one day, and never recovered. And you know, I had just bought the game when this happened, and literally my evenings after it, when all when work was all said and done was me just sitting in the bedroom p- playing a Realm Reborn. And just being kind of absorbed into the game and really a realm we're born um, kind of helped me get through it because it, it helped, you know, the, game, the the story was great, obviously. And using that as, as a distraction gave me just enough of a distraction that I wasn't dwelling on it because I'm not going to lie. I, I was a wreck, you know, it, 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 it sounds like something right out of a country song, having your dad pass away literally a month after you get married. <laughs> and I, I swear it, it was like one of the best things I could have ever done is, is play something that could keep me so occupied, like an MMO uh, to get, to get me through that. God, how long did it take me to get through to level 50? I want to say it was like in January by the time I hit level 50. And then um, it ended up having to unsub because I had lost my job. But at that point, I was kind of done with the game anyway. So it it worked out in the end. 
And it's just one of those things that I cannot think about a realm reborn without thinking about sitting in the bedroom, playing this on my PlayStation 3 with a, um, a, a kind of a tiny TV. We only had like a 20 inch TV at the time. <laughs> So I, I had to like really pump up the font size just to be able to see. And it just, it was just a very interesting memory. Um, I'm, I'm laughing because it, it kind of keeps me from crying, <laughs> which arguably, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't want to make you guys cry. <laughs> I, I told you guys it was going to be sad. <laughs> so sad. I mean, it, it makes sense. Well, it's one of those things that when I hear people complain about video games being a waste of time, I I just want to clap back with that example and and be like, you know, if it weren't for video games, I probably would have been into one of the worst depressions of my life during that time. Yeah, it's a good escape from what's happening in the real world. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and especially in MMO, because, you know, there's such a time sink, and you're so focused. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, if it would have been a Realm Reborn, it would have been something else. But I just, I, I appreciate the game for helping me kind of get through that. Um, I, I mean, I, I did eventually have to go to grief counseling and get my, my uh, depression meds adjusted, because I... Was still pretty bad, but just having that that thing I could look forward to at the end of the day, getting a couple levels in, or running a dungeon, or getting to see the amazing story, it it gave me hope to to for lack of a better word. And I, I appreciate that video games can help us through shitty times like like that, you know. Um, exactly. I, I'm sure a lot of people have some more stories of playing playing video games through COVID, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's what they're best for. Just just distraction, helping you forget your shitty life. I, uh, I remember that was like the meme that, the, the you know, when they were saying people need to stay home and lock down. Uh, there's a picture of a nerd with like three different types of video game controllers. It's like, I was made for this time in history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was That's funny. also um that's also when I bought my Nintendo Switch. It was during the the lockdown, you know, pandemic purchase, you know. Um, yeah, because you were playing Animal Crossing, weren't you? I was. I my work was it's a miracle that our that my work survived because we were a print shop. Mm-hmm. And of course during the pandemic, no one wants to print anything. Of course not. So we were all working 20 hours a week and the whole day I I would work four hours a day and the whole time I would maybe answer an email because we didn't have any orders. Mm -hmm. So I got a Nintendo Switch and I got Animal Crossing and that was my escape from the nothingness that was happening in in my life at the time because I was also living in a 200 square foot studio apartment. Um, which was just a bad time because it's just so tiny. Um, but yeah, it's I needed that, you know, Animal Crossing to just be like, oh, I can interact with friends and add friends and I can just be in this world and actually go out and see friends and stuff when I really can't in the real world. So, And now to bring the podcast back up, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I really don't like being a downer, but I mean, just... <laughs> The, virtual hugs are right now. 
No, virtual hugs. I'm I'm okay with it. Um, it, it just it, it it always gets to me when, like I've said before, it gets to me when people say video games are a waste of time, and I have to tell people multiple times, no, video games literally saved my life on multiple occasions. Yeah. Um, that was kind of one of the sore spots in my family. Uh, you know, as I got older, um, you know, it's one thing when you're a teenager and you got some of the tough guys. Oh, you're wasting your time with video games and whatever. You know, mm-hmm. but I, this is in my. 30s or even 40s i was out with my 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 father my uncle and stuff and they you know we were all having a dinner out but it was like a casual dinner and they started talking about sports and they're just going on and on about sports which i find incredibly boring so i think i pulled out my ds or something like that and my my uncle gets really sarcastic he's like well we boring you phil you know you're playing video games and I'm like, number one, I can still hear everything you're saying, right? Like I've been following the conversation. I can multitask. And number two, yeah, why why are video games any less valid as a form of recreation uh, or anything else than your football games or what you know? They, you know, like I, that that old school mentality of like video games are at the bottom of the pecking order in terms of hobbies just you know blows my mind if i was painting if i'm playing the piano oh those are all fine but if you're playing video game oh no that's a waste of time like really i, I don't think so i think there's yeah, a I mean, logical you're, inconsistency you're sitting on the couch watching you know sports ball yeah and uh, how is that so much different than sitting on the couch playing a video game mm-hmm. like or watching the eighth season of seinfeld or whatever you know? i know it's a, it's like or, is e- like, oh, or even so- just reading a book yeah yeah it's, it's, I mean, I love reading, but man, re- reading a book is some dry, dry stuff. And I, I always tell people, it's like when I'm playing a, a good RPG, it's like playing an interactive book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we are we are obviously video game positive on this uh, channel. <laughs> well, I, I love I, I listen to a lot of audio books. Uh, we've you know, we, we, I love books uh, and I and, and, and definitely overall from, because I do ch- I make sure to choose the best books like I try to choose the best video games. And overall, the plotting and character development is always going to be better in books, but only in video games can I experience being in, in the role of that character. Right. Can I play that hero mm-hmm. and, and conquer over evil and, and have adventures? you know, that I am participating in. That pulls me into the experience in a way that books can't. And that's not even to say anything about the visual, the graphics, the music, and how all those can come together and combine to pull you into the experience in a way that books just simply cannot. Books have their own strength. They can engage your imagination more directly. You can hear the thoughts of the different characters, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But you can um, cast your own your own voices in it. Um, yeah. You, you get to pretty much render your own graphics. Yeah. <laughs> I think, head. honestly, I think, just watching TV and sports. Now that's lazy. You know, whether that doesn't use your imagination or the control. So, you know, but uh, I mess with them, but I'm just like, yeah, I think, you know, people should be free to enjoy the hobbies that they want to enjoy without the criticism. There's much bigger problems in the world. I have many relatives who are doing drugs or alcohol or other things that are definitely are categorically destructive and, and a waste of time if at the very least. So I, I really think that the fact that I spend more time than they do playing video games or more time than average or whatever it may be is hardly a major concern. Yeah. Mm. And, and, you know, like with anything else, it can be addictive, but you just got to ma- manage your shit, as as they say. Um, I mean, yeah, we're, so- we're, we're all preaching to the choir at this point. You're not listening to Bar RPG Backtrack going, ah, I hate them damn video games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, chaos here says reading manga got me through the nothingness of working uh, at work, work from COVID. The place did up having to close, though, due to not being able to pay to rent. 
yeah, manga, whatever it is that gets you through, that's not smoking, you know, whatever, drinking, whatever, shooting up, whatever. I, you know, that's what Shirley and I are big fans of. I don't mind having a recreational like drink. Activity while, but, and, yeah. yeah, but there's, yeah, but when you're, you're shooting up or whatever so high that you can't be functional or you're destroying your body slowly and things like that, that's uh, much rather you're playing video games and read a manga. Uh, or, play, or buying a Switch and playing Animal Crossing like I did. There you go, right? Yeah. It's funny because when when I was growing up, my dad was a smoker and we would go to the Air Force Base because uh, cartons of cigarettes were cheaper out there. Mm-hmm. And it, no yeah, and it'd be like $40 for two cartons of cigarettes. And me being a little kid, I thought about everything in terms of video game prices. So yeah. like, Dang, that's like most of a video game that my dad's smoking. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> down yeah. in the one of the relatives who was critical was like, uh, well, obviously, she was smoking marijuana all the time and stuff. And when I found out how much they paid, I'm like, holy cow, that's like half my library right there. <laughs> it was like, like, shoot. Like, thank God he eventually quit. But I just couldn't get past just how stupid expensive that yeah. was. And I was like, man, at least when I spend $40 on a game, I'm not putting crap in my lungs. You know, but yeah. but to to each their own. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I I buy the the um, twenty to one CBD pens and stuff, but that's a, I don't do I don't enjoy it, but it's for my anxiety. So it's like sometimes people buy that stuff. And and hey, I'm not yeah. without my own vices. I I love yeah. me my uh I've got me a sweet tooth, and I love me my diet soda, and I know that that shit's bad for me, but <laughs> yeah. And so you know, it sucks because like one of those cartridges is like you know 40 to 60 bucks and i'm all like dang that's like another video game you know that i can't get or you know i was like that's why i couldn't get kirby the kirby for the switch like it'll go, super it'll, you know it'll go down in price eventually i mean i got it now but i like couldn't oh. get it when it came out that like, kirby is awesome yes it is <laughs> oh man i need this inhaler to breathe and it's 80 bucks and that's like practically a ps5 game these days i guess i just breathe so, so we, we've, we've gone off on a quite a i'm, I'm sorry to, i'm uh, sorry if i'm corralling people here but we've gone off on a little bit of a tangent. i know i know i couldn't think of an elegant way to wrap it up like but my dad died i played final fantasy for a month for two months straight anyway that's the show so anyway well, we do have to go over price and availability. Yeah, so you can play A Realm Reborn for free, um, and it's on, I think it's on Steam. It's uh, on Steam. Uh, and PS4. It's on uh, PS4 and PS5. Right, right. I forgot that they just did the PS5 version. Yep, yep. Um, and there's a Mac could, version. There's a web there's, version? There's a Mac version. There's a oh, Mac right. There's a Mac version. And you can also just simply get it from the Square Enix website itself. Yeah. Without even having to through, get it through Steam. Trying to figure out how to do that clunky website. Yeah. Don't even get me started. That's something else I associate with 14. The freaking website of pain. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like their website either. Um, especially since it never remembers my login information, so yeah. I have to log in every single time, and I've got to do the authenticator on my phone every single time. That's a good time. Um, and, and there's there's so much confusion with having the Steam version and pre-orders and whether or not you want the pre-order bonuses, and it's Square. Of course they're going to be complicated. My fat chocobo do- mount. I don't even know why in the 
I'm not, I'm not complaining. I love it. But I, I got this Chocobo mount and I looked it up and it was like, oh, this was a special thing for something, something, something. I'm like, I don't remember doing any of that crap, but I'll take it. <laughs> oh, you had to buy that one off of Amazon, didn't you? I never you- bought anything off of Amazon with these people. Never bought no, a rotary uh, board off Amazon. No, no, no. It had to be with buying a game off of Amazon. That it was of- sold by Amazon. I lots of games on Amazon. But not That's why Fantasy. you got it. See, it really, it just, I, I bought a 3DS game to get it. I think I just happened to pre- have something pre-order that qualified because that was when um, Amazon or having Prime gave you a, a d- decent discount uh, and then they got rid of it because it was too a, awesome. Yeah, for me, for me, I actually ordered like a 3DS game that was within the price range. So it, it didn't have to be Final Fantasy. It didn't have to be Square Enix. It just had to be a game. <laughs> but I'm pretty you sure that that promotion in Japan, you had to go to a 7-Eleven and get a cup? Yes. Well, there's that other promotion where you had to buy a bunch of Butterfingers. Oh, that was Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, I, I did that and regretted it. No, no, no. They did that for uh, <laughs> they did Final that Fantasy XIV. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I have that mount, too. I, I, went, I, I went to... <laughs> I actually went to Walmart and scanned every butter... Like, I, I had to buy five Butterfingers, so I had to buy ten Butterfingers. Because you know, got them out for my wife, so I'm so I'm sitting there scanning each individual Butterfinger. That way, it shows up on the receipt <laughs> as as individual items. The things we do for our video games. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I do thank you guys for coming to h- hang out with me. I know that we had to delay the show because of a, a scheduling conflict, and I my apologize. Oh, I wasn't going to throw you under the bus. I'll throw myself under the bus. Don't throw yourself under the bus. I didn't know there was even out. a bus running around there. But it, it all worked out in the end, and um, I, no I appreciate wants to clean you guys. Up that mess. I, I appreciate you guys coming on to talk fourteen. Um, it's g- going to be a lengthy show, but. I, you know, Phil, I blame you. You're the reason why the That's show. That's right. Ran. Back in my <laughs> back when we did RPG backtrack, we did seven hour filibusters. That's what we call them, filibusters. I mean, we're. I mean, three hours is not a bad show, though. No, it, it it'll get cut down quite a bit in post, but um, yeah. so that being said, I, I still appreciate you guys very much, and and my part podcast partner, Crime Matt, who will be editing this, and will be back next time to talk about Dragon Quest Monsters. Um, I'm excited to have him back. Um, it was it was very fun getting to meet him, by the way. In person, I'm glad that meetup went well. Yeah, yeah, really? Noodle. He um, uh, he's he was doing a cross country road trip, and he went through my neck of the woods, and um, we uh, went out to eat and had some burgers. And he met I met his family, and he met my husband, and it was good. We we could have I mean, if it weren't for his kids and wife, we probably would have stayed at that diner for like five hours because we were just talking so much. But um, people's uh, cross cross country trips never involve Seattle because it's too far out of the way. Yeah, if, <laughs> if, if, if it makes you feel better, Noodle, he traveled through my state way down south, so he couldn't meet me either. Oh, yeah, what's the nice live? New Mexico? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So he was traveling across on I ten. I think it's I ten that tra- goes all the way across. So th- so he traveled through like Carlsbad and oh, some yeah. really okay. southern. Stuff, whereas I'm up in Albuquerque area. That, that's one of the nice thing about camp, living in Kansas is that we are smack dab in the middle of the country, so all roads point to us, pretty much. Mm-hmm. That or St. Louis. Those, yeah. those are like the t- 
to like center points. Yeah, though, though you would think our airport would be a little bit uh, larger than that than that, but no, it's it's um Kansas City's airport that's the hub, the Midwest hub. Yeah, um, our our um the Albuquerque airport is a lot larger than the airport itself. So like all the airstrips are very large because we have an air force base and they share uh, tarmacs. That they, makes sense. Yeah, so we, so the airport. Like the airport itself is kind of small. It is only like four tiny, small, smallish ter- terminals, and but some of the runways are shared with the Air Force Base too, which has some of their own runways also. So the amount of runways it looks like we have is a lot more than what we actually have for the commercial side. I see. <sighs> well, um, th- thank you, Noodle. Thank you, Robert, and thank you, Phil, for for being on tonight. Um, but much appreciated. Um, and yeah, we'll have we'll have the memo month back next month with uh, or no next year with Burning Crusade and Heavensward. Woo-woo! And I, I, it would be nice to do like a bunch of mini sotes for other dead dead MMOs or MMOs that went free to play. But I don't think any of us have played any of them. I did. I did. I played okay. a ton. I play. I also played a ton. But I have to have a mini episode. We'll we'll have to see how the year plays out. But um, and thank you, dear listener, for hang, hanging out for so long. We we do appreciate you as well. And we shall see you again for. I keep wanting to call it Monster Hunter, damn it. It's Dragon Quest Monsters. I've got, Dragon Quest I've got Monster, Monster Hunter. I've got totally. Monster Hunter on the brain. Hey, Thank hey, you, Phil. If, hey, we I mean, learned, Phil's playing Monster Hunter right now, live. We have learned. We have learned that if we say it on Backtrack, it will, in fact, happen. Right? Monster Hunter X uh, Dragon Quest uh, Monsters. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's have it. I mean, we got a Final Fantasy XIV Monster Hunter crossover. Why not? Make it happen. Uh, Cap- Capcom and, and Square Enix have gotten together before. We had Bahamut in Monster Hunter. It's totally a thing. And we've got uh, um, Rathalos in Final Rathalos, Fantasy XIV. Oh, yeah. yeah no, they, and, these guys and, have gotten together before. And a Palquin. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, our Backtrack Magic cut didn't work quite so well. And I, I think it's because you're not around, Phil, because we did um, Xenoblade Chronicles X this year and Sid got Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Hmm. I mean, it uh, led to oh. something. I mean, it led to something, just not what we wanted. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a, uh, before we sign up, I'm going to do a little shameless self-promotion. Yes, uh, yes. Be, be shameless. Shameless, shameless away. Please come on over if you want to hear uh, more of my deep baritone voice. Feel free to hop on over to twitch.tv forward slash rpgamer. It's not just me, but a whole group of us, including the Mighty Tam, Hello. are streaming. Every single day of the week, we have at least something going on. I'm usually on every weeknight at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we have Scar and we have Eric, uh, her frog, playing classic RPGs, everything from the way back when right up through yesteryear. So come by and say hi to us. Just follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash rpgamer. And of course, you can always join us on discord, rpgamer.com forward slash discord. Join in on the conversation and we'll keep up when we're doing a new stream. So. You have a much smoother outro than I off the cuff than I actually have. <laughs> oh yeah, it feels like a radio host. Well, what I did, I did. T- I think that was one of the things that helped me transition so well to streaming was I had done the RPG backtrack for ten years, and mm-hmm. so Didn't yeah. He, at some point, say I, I think you've mentioned somewhere in the past that you were a radio host. Who me? Like in college? <laughs> no, not me. Oh. No. No, I was. No, I, yeah. Oh, that's Kelly. Sorry. I, sometimes yeah. I get various stories confused because my brain is. I hold a lot of information, but it sometimes all jumbles together. 
that happens with age, my friend. I'm not a radio yes. host, but I play one on Twitch. <laughs> well, hey, that dragon was sleeping. How dare you? Well, hopefully yeah, we will have your siesta. hopefully we will have your radio hosting uh, self back soon because we we do miss you, Phil. You you're such a delight, and, and, and you thank you. The pleasure's and, been all mine. And Robert and um, Noodle, uh, Noodle, we need you to get you to sign up for more shows. I don't know what all you like to play. It was, well, I mean, the thing I mean, is, is that I don't play anything that you guys talk about. No, um, maybe. Well, if, if there's ever a Kirby RPG, you're more than welcome. Yeah, next one I might be on is in November for the Hyrule Warriors. Yes. I do um, love those games. And so we loved Age of Calamity so much, we decided to just uh, talk about uh, Hyrule Warriors there, too. I mean, I know we kind of covered it in our Muso episode, but that episode was such a such a blur. I don't even remember what we talked about and when. I can um, talk a whole lot. <laughs> Well, I play mostly MMOs, so if there's another MMO besides WoW. And 14. And 14. And 11, because we've already done 11. Uh, 11's expansions were not, like, as wholly soul-contained as 14's, so. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? We we might be strapped for content and do a 14 show at some point. Um, It's it's all up to our guests. I did a 14 episode. I'm sorry, we're, 11. We're doing a 14 episode right now. I, I, I meant 11. <laughs> I, I, I think it's time. I, I'm confusing uh, numbers again, which means it's probably time to sign off. Thank you, dear listener. We shall catch you in a week for for Dragon Quest Monsters. Um, ha- have a good one, guys. Stay safe. Play Kirby.